0: 106 miles to Chicago, we got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes, it's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit
1: it.
2: America is the greatest country in the world. I'm very honored and blessed to be here.
3: It was an honor.
2: It is an honor to be a guest of the President and the First Lady.
4: Deeply honored to be here. This is for our daughter, Kayla.
5: I'm honored and privileged to represent the 22,000 men and women of the United States Board of For my family and I, we would like to thank President Donald Trump for inviting us here.
4: The flag means everything to us. It's what my husband and Gage's dad fought for.
5: When I
1: see the American flag, it
5: means opportunity.
6: Pursuit of happiness.
4: Freedom of speech and everyone coming together.
6: It means
5: security. The land of the free. Perseverance, justice. Together we are one people, one nation, one family, united by one great American flag.
6: The President of the United
5: States... Three years ago, we launched the Great American Comeback. I am thrilled to report to you tonight that our economy is the best it has ever been. Our military is completely rebuilt. Our borders are secure. Our families are flourishing. Our values are renewed. Our pride is restored. The state of our union is stronger than ever before. But tonight I have some good news for you because I am pleased to inform you that your long wait is over. I can proudly announce tonight that an opportunity scholarship has become available. It's going to you, and you will soon be heading to the school of your choice. Yeah. Charles is one of the last surviving Tuskegee Airmen. After more than 130 combat missions in World War II, he came back home to a country still struggling for civil rights and went on to serve America in Korea and Vietnam. On December 7th, Charles celebrated his 100th birthday. We have a very special surprise. I am thrilled to inform you that your husband is back from deployment He is here with us tonight, and we couldn't keep him waiting any longer. We are Americans. We are pioneers. We are the pathfinders. And we change history forever by embracing the eternal truth that everyone is made equal by the hand of Almighty God. And my fellow Americans, the best is yet to come. Thank you. God bless you. And God bless America. Thank you very much.
7: A Florida man ran his van into a tent full of Trump supporters during a voter registration drive on Saturday, nearly killing at least one person before fleeing the scene. Oh, I'm sorry. You didn't hear about that? You must still watch the news because God knows it wasn't on there. Who were at the scene on Saturday said that 27-year-old Gregory Tim plowed his van into a tent housing six Trump supporters who were registering people to vote in the parking lot of the Kernan Village Shopping Center in Jacksonville, Florida. Now, he didn't hit anyone, thank God, but he did run over a bunch of tables and chairs and knock down all the signs, missing one person by about six inches before flipping everyone off and speeding away. Now, he has since been arrested and charged with two counts of aggravated assault on a person 65 years or older, one count of criminal mischief and driving on a suspended license. Now, can you imagine if a Trump supporter had rammed his car into a tent full of Bernie supporters trying to register people to vote? No, scratch that. Can you imagine if a Trump supporter who looked like this had rammed his car into a tent full of Bernie supporters trying to register people to vote? I can see the headlines for days. Trump voter mows down peaceful socialists in an attempt at voter suppression. Maga man targets presidential opponents as Trump dumps fuel on national divide. White nationalist with Nazi haircut plows into terrified Bernie voters in Trump's America. Can you see it? CNN would have had 14 expert panels to talk about this all day long. Rachel Maddow would have gone on a spiraling 37-minute monologue. Don Lemon would be using this to call all the backwater hick Trump voters a bunch of violent inbred Nazis. Oh, but see, this was a guy driving through a crowd of Republicans just trying to sign people up to exercise their right to vote. So we don't need headlines. In fact, ABC, CBS, and NBC completely ignored this story on all their evening shows Saturday night. Come Sunday morning, only NBC's Sunday Today thought this was worth any airtime, but only about 25 seconds. Which is funny, because I thought that someone making the okay hand gesture at a sporting event or in a firefighter's group photo, that was enough to spark outrage and demands for an investigation. But a dude drives his van through a tent full of Republicans, and let's all talk about who's wearing what at the Academy Awards instead. This is such a freaking joke. Trump voters have been punched and shot at for wearing MAGA hats, assaulted leaving Trump rallies, spit on, kicked, cursed at, chased out of businesses, doxed online, had themselves and their families threatened, and been placed at the epicenter of national ridicule and now targeted by a crazy dude in a van. And yet somehow they're the ones stirring up violence and trying to suppress the vote? Really? Yeah, okay. See, the only way that you would buy that pile of lies is if you don't know about any of this. If you only read the national headlines or watch Chris Cuomo run his pie hole all day, that's the only way that you come out of any of this thinking conservatives are the ones stoking this divide and looking to beat people down in the streets. You would never know that on the same day that thousands of gun-toting Second Amendment advocates rallied in Virginia and not a single punch was thrown or a single shot fired, Antifa was verbally assaulting black Trump supporters in Seattle. You would never know that this jackhole ran his vehicle into a tent full of Republicans just trying to sign people up to vote, which I've been told is the left's most sacred of cows behind abortion. You would never know that these six people could have just lost their lives because they're not on the side of the political aisle that the media find worth mentioning. Because there's no possible way that these elitist snobs with their microphones will tell you the truth about who is actually stirring up violence in this country. It would smash their whole narrative to bits. So, you know what? We will. People,
8: people, don't you know you have a voice? People, people, don't you
4: know you
2: have a job? Well. Good day to you. This is Lou Beninger, and you're listening to the No Hostages Radio Podcast. 46th episode on February 15, 2020. I love that number, 2020. 2020. Who would have figured? What a cool number. You know how I think I mentioned this last week. Every time we switch years, I always keep writing the same year for a while. This year, no way. When I shifted to 2020, I got it. Somehow my brain just glommed onto that, and I'm holding on to 2020. Welcome to you, and uh, I guess you just probably celebrated Valentine's Day, or as my Hispanic friends say, Valentine's Day. Even though they spell it right, they they say it wrong. Valentine's. I guess it could go either way. I'm for it. I just get a kick out of it. It's funny in the English language, probably true in every language, where somebody, uh, <clears throat> they mispronounce things. They say it in a similar way that it should be said, but it's not quite right. Like my friend Dennis, who had a head injury in a construction in, incident, used to, used to confuse uh, offended with defended. So he would say, you know, the guy... He The guy said something wrong to that fellow, and so he really got defended. And then he would get the word biblical and umbilical confused. And he would say, Lou, those ladies do drugs, and then the drugs actually get right into the baby through the biblical cord. So <clears throat> there's a lot of these English words. I don't know about Spanish or Vietnamese or whatever other language you want to speak, but in in English, some of the words sound closely alike, but they mean big difference. Like I was just talking to the TIP people tonight, trauma intervention people at a training, and how people get uh, incubated, incubation, and intubated, right? Sometimes people say, oh yeah, the guy had a terrible accident and they they meant to say they intubated him. In other words, they had to put a breathing system down his throat. Instead, of said they put him in a little box and warmed him up like an incubator. They incubated him. So they incubate babies and in, in ducks and chickens, but you don't intubate them. Well, uh, thanks for listening. And uh, you could—I'm <clears throat> not sure how you're listening to us, but we do have a website. It's Lou—sorry— uh, Uh, It's nohostagesradio.com, nohostagesradio, just add .com on it. If you want to just go to the podcast, just go to radio. But if you want to listen at the website, you can listen there, as well as um, look at some articles that I write for a local weekly newspaper up here in Northern California called the Territorial Dispatch or Territorial Dispatch. You can look at the Territorial Dispatch online if you're – Outside the area here, it's uh, territorialdispatch.biz, biz. And there's some interesting articles there. It's a conservative weekly and uh, puts out a hard copy paper as well as electronic. And if you want to look at it daily, there's an e-territorial dispatch, e-territorial.biz com e-territorial and that's uh, they make adjustments to that daily and then the weekly paper is actually B I C. so uh thank you for listening if you want to communicate with me you can at 530-713-1838 you can text me you can call me i answer trauma intervention program on that line if i don't recognize your number if it's not on my phone So don't let that throw you. It's not the hospital. It's just us running a trauma intervention program uh, response team that goes out on 911 calls with all the emergency workers. Happy to talk to you. Or if you want to send me a text, that's cool. Or if you want to uh, email me, you can at lou at nohostagesradio.com. Lou at L-O-U. That's L-O-U if you're new to me. And that should get it on how to contact me. And uh, let's see, we do this weekly, if you're new to this, and we're here for about six 20-minute segments of me talking, but then I slam in about four or five or six minutes of news that's news that, uh, not fake news, but actually information that you can help, uh, that can help you think through things. So uh, we're we're closing in on the election, and please, 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 please vote. Register to vote. Please register and vote. Sean Foyt, <clears throat> who is running against John Garamendi, and I guess he's not running against John Garamendi right now. John Garamendi is an old Democrat. He got out of college and went into the Peace Corps for a year or two, and then he Went into politics and he made his entire career, made his entire living off the public dole. And now he's 70, between, I say he's in his mid 70s. And uh, I call him, I've always called him the white Obama because I remember him on YouTube just pitching Obamacare, just saying this is the best thing since sliced bread. So if you like Obama, you like Obamacare, and you like all that crap all that nonsense that liberal nonsense, you need to vote for John Garamendi. But uh, if you're a registered Republican, you're going to get a vote, get a chance to vote for a guy named Sean Foyt, F-E-U-C-H-T, or Tamika, or Tamika Hamilton. And uh, I'm supporting Sean Foyt. Uh, He is – sorry, I was just getting a text here on my phone. He is a millennial. He's in his mid-30s. He's a successful businessman, successful musician, and uh, also a missionary uh, working in some of the most difficult areas of the world, helping refugees displaced people and the poorest of the poor. He actually gets stuff done as opposed to just talking about it, talking about doing stuff. Most most politicians and most government people just they have meeting after meeting after meeting and they talk about doing things. And then they go home and say they really feel like they accomplished something. Only in the private sector do you actually have to get out and drive a tractor and actually disc up the field instead of just drink coffee and talk about doing it. Right. There's people that talk about fishing and then there's people that actually go out and catch fish. And so we're talking about getting something done. Sean Foy gets stuff done. And uh really no one has a chance to beat Garamendi. They gerrymandered this district, this third congressional district in California, they gerrymandered it to pick up Sonoma County and Yolo County, which are liberal counties, and it swung this this uh geographical district into a liberal uh a liberal uh leaning populace. Because you've Sutter counties are in it, and they're they're conservative, but we get outvoted down there. So, who might who might do best with college age students over there at UC Davis, et cetera? Uh, maybe a millennial with long hair and a musician, and could speak their language about, hey, how about let's figure out how to not borrow any more money because we're not our next grand our kids and grandkids are going to be. Fi- fixed with all this debt that uh, people like Garamendi keep voting in so I'm I'm supporting Sean Foyt F-E-U-C-T-H I know it doesn't look like that but that's the way they pronounce it and and you know it's in, in it's always interesting I always say and I'll ask somebody I said what's your name Tara I said how do you spell it T-A-R-A and then I'll ask the next girl how, what's your name Tara I said how do you spell it T-A-R-A right T Tara Tara It's kind of like, in America, you can just spell your name however you want and uh, pronounce it however you want. And so it's Sean Foyt. And uh, so whoever wins the Republican uh, campaign here in the primary will go on and have the right to face John Garamendi, the old horse that keeps just doing the same-o, same-o that's deep-six this country. If you... If you like anything about President Trump and what he's done to turn around this country from the crazy liberal policies, uh you'll like Sean Foyt. And uh so anyway, uh that the election's coming up and I was so you anyway, know I was going to say Sean Foyt spoke at a, a local a couple church meetings here last weekend and uh I sat in on the evening meeting and it was uh, I was impressed. A very powerful speaker and sh- sharp guy, smart person, and astute on what needs to happen, not a politician. Uh, if, if you think Trump was refreshing, uh, you probably think Foyt has the same thing. He just wants to – he wants to make some changes and not be political. Are you sick of politics? I am sick. So many people are sick of politics in this country. They just got – they quit voting. They just gave up everything. But as Sean was mentioning the other night, which I found interesting, in fact, it wasn't new news to me. The fact is that if you just looked at the number of people that attend church in California, because people say, oh, California's lost, it's socialist, it's going communist, it's, there's no hope. So, you know, last year 700,000 people moved. They just said, I give up, I'm out of here. I, I'm not going to waste my my only adult life on The nutcases in California. So, Sean says I'm not giving up on California, and he was commenting on the fact that in churches today, if you counted up all the the church-going people—if you want to call them Christians—you can do that too. And he said the sad thing is that there's so few of them registered to vote, and few of, of those even actually vote. That if if the majority of the church people actually registered and voted. That they would clean house repeatedly, one election after another, removing people that are perverts and are breaking the state and are nonsense. They, they're the kind of people that say that it's healthy and it's a humanitarian deal to uh, allow people to sleep and poop, and you know even uh, even creatures know that you don't excrete where you eat. But uh, we're, we think now we're just going going back to where we just poop right in the streets and then drink out of the same area and eat out of the same area and think we're going to all survive this. Um, So that's a liberal philosophy. There isn't isn't a department in the California state government that you can point to and say, I'm proud of that department. They all suck. They're so incompetent. In fact, I just saw where the bullet train – you remember when we voted for the bullet train, or you did? I didn't. You voted for the bullet train – and you voted to spend, they said, can we spend a certain million, bajillion dollars, right? They just put out another, this is like the second or third time that the bullet train has now increased the amount of money that they're going to need. They added another billion to it. Who are these people? The I was thinking about that today when I read that billion, it's going to cost an, another billion to do this little short span. And I was thinking about Obama, you know, we never did get to see which schools he graduated from. We never got, saw a graduation certificate, never got to see a grade uh, a scorecard or grade um, report card on him. We never got to see whether he ever worked at Kentucky Fried Chicken or, or any job. Anybody ever remember him working at any job where he made a living? All we know is he, he liked to go up the butt of guys and smoke crack cocaine and, uh, I mean, that's according to people that did it with him and hit the bathhouses. And that's all we really know about him, the scuttlebutt. Anything that was legit, like birth certificate, report cards, degrees, certificates, they, they took great uh, strides and great pains to make it all secret. So nobody could ever know. Do you find that just, I still find that just totally fascinating. It's not a conspiracy theory. It, it happened. It happened. It just, but it's so weird. And and yet they're wanting, now they, they are so flipped out. They want to see President Trump's uh, tax return. You know, the tax return I'd like to see is Nancy Pelosi's. How much, where'd she get all this money after being there and collecting a couple hundred thousand dollar a year salary? How'd she get up to these hundreds of millions of dollars or John Kerry or all these other people that maybe they went and they weren't that rich and now they're bajillionaires, right? That's the tax returns I'd like, like to look at. So Foyt was commenting that if you could motivate the church that there's a cool clip I found on the internet on YouTube by David Barton of Wall Builders about voting and he points out that in the Hebrew language which was the language of the day Jesus time and the language that the Old Testament was written in he said that Hebrew there is no word for the word we call rights it's all responsibilities there's no there's no concept of rights and uh, another person said, I, I heard recently said, there's no concept in the Hebrew of the term coincidence. So David Barton says that, that we have a responsibility to be salt and light in the, in the earth as followers of Jesus, and therefore need to be salt and light in our government. And that means voting. So you have a responsibility. You don't have a right to vote. You have a responsibility to vote according to God, and it, you know, but the fact is that most Christian people don't follow the Word of God. They just go to church. They listen to some songs, they clap and sing, go home and eat roast beef, pick their teeth, and fall asleep in front of the TV. That's about all they really do. Most people can't, probably can't even remember the last time they prayed with somebody and helped them leave their old past behind. Isn't that sad? Bible said in the last days that the the church will be asleep. It's flat, dead asleep. It's snoring. The church is snoring. Pastors are the worst. In fact, if if there was a a group of people that a handful of people to hang out with, the pastors, I would be the last person I'd want to hang out with. They are boring, boring. And and they they are the the Bible says Jesus says when when. The salt has lost its savor, right? You ever put seasoning on your food? It just makes it taste so good. But it says if you pour that out there and it's got no no zip to it, like just throw it out on the out on the ground and maybe it'll kill a weed or two. But it's just worthless. Most churches and most church pastors are absolutely worthless. I'm not. I don't hate them. They're just worthless. they just aren't. We just, they just suck all this assets, suck all this money. You try to get them to stand up and say, don't kill a baby. And they say, oh, I can't, I can't do that. Oh my God. Somebody's liable leave the church. And then my ties will go down. I, how am I going to live? You can't say don't kill a baby. They said, oh, let's, let's register people in the back of the church. Oh, we're not going to get a political around here. We can't get a political. Honestly, people, we are so stuck in the mud, screwed up, it's bad. Sean Foyt says it just got majority of the church people to vote. state of California in a couple election cycles would, would purge the entire assembly and senate. But while it is, we got all these church people, oh, my God, this place is ungodly, and this place is so, well, they're just, you know, reprobates and perverts and all that. But you know what? It's true, but it could change if they would vote, if they would do something. Just do something. Just don't sit there. Oh, crazy. It's crazy out there. Do something. Register to vote and vote. And like David Barton said, don't vote for for people's names. Vote for whatever the, the cause is. Vote according to the word of God. If they're pro-abortion, don't ever vote for a pro-abortion candidate. Focus not on personality, but on the purpose, the biblical purpose, so what that person is up to. That's why I get a kick out of people. Oh, Donald Trump. Well, you know, he I think he was immoral. he, he I think he had sex with somebody else or, you know, when he wasn't married. Honestly, people, you you vote for the you stand up for the stupidest things. you stand up, you got a pastor that supposedly is abstaining from sex with other women, and the guy is so incompetent and so impotent that Donald Trump, if he was screwing five women a week, is doing more Christian stuff out there and stopping the killing of babies, defunding Planned Parenthood, standing up for religious liberty. I don't care whether the guy is, is a pagan worshiper if he's giving you religious liberty and prayer in the classroom and stopping killing babies, that's better than the average guy that claims he's a Baptist Sunday school teacher like Jimmy Carter. Are you kidding me? I'm into killing those old semen salami and those people instead of letting Jimmy, like Jimmy Carter did letting them, I don't know how many hundreds Iran took hostage back in the hostage crisis. Some of you don't even remember that. And and they stayed locked up for over a year. Until Ronald Reagan won the presidency. Then they just released him because they knew they were going to get their butt kicked. Think about it. There were kings that were supposedly ungodly kings that did more righteous stuff in the Bible than all these other kings put together. supposedly God worshipers. I'm telling you, God is not impressed by all these churches and all these people going to church. It is not impressive. I could take 10 or 12 people in this community and do more than all the churches combined. They're just a big waste of space, time, sewage, water, the whole thing. They're just a big pain in their big pain in the rear. And I believe God sees it that way, just the way I see it. I think I see it the way he sees it. Because the way I see it don't make really any difference. It's, It's what's important to God that counts He's calling the shots in the end, right? I'm not sending anybody anywhere or or predicting anybody's gonna go anywhere. God's calling all those shots. We're gonna take a break right here. It's our first break, and then we're gonna come back and do another twenty minutes. We're gonna do f- five more twenty minute slots. And this clip is goes all the Democrat Lies and Why They Matter. Okay, come on, man. Hang with us and we're gonna have a good show today. All right, we'll be right back. <laughs>
9: Trump acquitted on both impeachment articles. The Democrats lose again. Our taxpayer money has been wasted again. Congressional Democrats exposed as liars again. Meanwhile, Democrats in Iowa can't even count their votes. In fact, the Iowa Democratic Party refuses to reveal the timeline for releasing the remaining caucus results. Imagine this same situation except with health care. The Democrats in government refuse to reveal to you the timeline for your treatment or surgery or why they are denying you care. Yeah, thanks, but no thanks. I don't know about you, but I don't want Democrats in government making life and death health care decisions for me because I don't trust the Democrats. Not just because of their bumbling incompetence in Iowa. Not just because liberal government bureaucrats have used the power of government to target conservatives because of our political views. First, during the Obama administration, when Lois Lerner weaponized the IRS to target Obama's political opponents, then James Comey and the FBI weaponizing the intelligence community to target President Trump himself. I don't trust Democrats in government because they lie. First, the Democrats lied about Russia collusion. They spent over $30 million of our tax money on the Mueller investigation that found no collusion, no conspiracy, no proof of a crime of obstruction of justice. Then the Democrats lied about FISA abuse. Adam Schiff wrote a memo claiming that he'd seen the documents, the FISA applications to spy on Carter Page. Schiff said everything was A-OK. Turns out Schiff did see the documents, but he lied about them. The documents showed the FBI lying to the FISA court judges, manipulating and misrepresenting information to make Page seem guilty when they knew he was not. In the middle of that, Democrats lied about Judge Brett Kavanaugh accusing him of sexual abuse and gang rape without any proof, even when witnesses denied that the allegations were true. The Democrats lied about the Covington Catholic high school boys at the March for Life who were falsely accused of harassing a Native American man when actually it was the other way around. The Democrats lie about President Trump's Charlottesville comments to this very day to try to paint Trump as a racist, racist, even though President Trump specifically condemned white nationalists by name. The Democrats lied about the whistleblower's Ukraine complaint. Adam Schiff lied about colluding with the whistleblower. The Democrats lied about quid pro quo, about the witness testimony. Adam Schiff lied about the transcript itself. And even when the president was exonerated and acquitted in the Senate, the Democrats are still lying to you and pretending it wasn't a fair trial. Imagine these bitter partisan bureaucrats in charge of your health care when they can't even count votes in Iowa and all they do is target their political opponents and lie.
2: I've, I've read this before, but it popped up on my computer again. Somebody posted it somewhere and I just love it. And I just call it liberal versus conservative and how you can tell the difference between one and the other. Or maybe you're trying to figure out, am I a liberal or conservative? Or, or how do you, what are their different beliefs? These are philosophical stances. I want you to think about this. I want you to think about Most people today, because they dumbed down education, don't even know the importance of freedom, the importance of liberty, and why our liberty and our freedom comes from God, not from government. Government is there in the United States since, different from the other parts of the world, but in the United States, the Constitution protected our rights that come from God. They didn't give us our rights, just like the Second Amendment Talk, the Second Amendment didn't give us the right to carry arms. They told the government that that these people have a right to carry arms, leave them alone. That's what that thing was telling. He was talking to the government to leave us alone, not giving us the right. We have the right before the government of the United States ever put got put together. We have the right to free speech. We have the right of assembly. We have the right of worship. We have the right of shooting somebody if we want to. As long as it's not murder. Got come breaking in your house or or the government starts to come in and take all your property. Just shoot the sucker. So, oh, by the way, I want to give a shout. I was over there at CHP, California Highway Patrol, talking to Jeff Larson today. I was dropping off some paperwork about trauma intervention and got to talking to Jeff. And just reminded me how much I like those guys and gals. So I want to give a shout out to CHP up here in Northern California, Yuba Sutter area, and and all those that are lurking all over the place trying to protect us. And all the other law enforcement agencies in the area, thank you for the good work you do, and thank you for all the stress that you endure doing your job. Thank you. Thank all those family members that support you, feed you, comfort you, care for you, encourage you. We appreciate you out there, and um, so take that. So I was going to tell you about the difference you can sort out. Sometimes people can't, you know, they think, well, what is the difference between the liberal and conservative? Well, what do socialists believe and what do capitalists believe? You need to think through those things. It's pretty simple, and it's pretty profound. And if you don't fight for it, you're going to lose it, right? Use it or lose it. My friend says, if you can't tone it up, then tan it. Having a little drink of cold tea here. Ate a couple of little deli sandwiches. Got me all thirsty. So it says here, if you ever wondered what side of the fence you sit on, this is a great test. So here go. Take this test with me. You just listen. You don't have to get a pencil out. If a conservative doesn't like guns, he doesn't buy one. If a liberal doesn't like guns, he wants all guns outlawed. If a conservative is a vegetarian, he decides not to eat meat. If a liberal is a vegetarian, he wants all meat products banned for everyone. If a conservative is down down and out, he thinks about how to better his situation. If a liberal wonders a liberal wonders instead Who is going to take care of him? I want you to think about that in light of the homeless situation. Let me say this again. Just hold the homeless in thought. If a conservative is down and out, he thinks about how to better his situation. A liberal wonders who is going to take care of him. If a conservative doesn't like a talk show host, he switches channels. Liberals demand that those they don't like be shut down. If a conservative is a non-believer, he doesn't go to church. A liberal non-believer wants any mention of God and Jesus silenced. If a conservative decides he needs health care, he goes about shopping for it, or may choose a job that provides it. A liberal demands that the rest of us pay for his. If a conservative reads this, well, I'll leave this part out. I'll just end it right there because I want to go on to something else. I got through the meat of it. So um, I want to mention to you uh, today, before we get very far, about a training that's coming up that you might be interested in, and it's just 14 days away. It's called Trauma Intervention Program, and we do it in Yuba and Sutter Counties, California. So you have to be a resident of Yuba and Sutter Counties, not because we're stuck on you living here, but because you have to be close by to respond quickly to the trauma calls. We serve about 30 different, I think right right at 30 different uh, agencies in the Yuba-Sutter County area from law enforcement, fire, medical, ambulance, mental health, social services, all these people. We go to 911 calls and we provide practical and emotional support to survivors. So, the way to get involved, whether you're a teenager, 14 and above, or you're an old timer, and I don't care about the age as long as you can get some wood on the ball, uh, we serve 24 hours a day. We schedule you to, so we fill all shifts, 12 hour shifts, 24 hours a day every day of the year we never miss a day we never take a break we never take a holiday you can call us 24 hours a day and talk to somebody we're the only people like that in this area we're there within about 20 minutes on the outside down here in the valley from the time they call us with the three at night or three in the morning and we uh we get out there and get get it on helping people so the reason i bring it up is you might want to be involved in that and if you do if you can take our course it's we do it once a year to bring on new people assimilate new people into tip it's no one has ever i've been doing this the 26th year i've trained hundreds of people no one has ever said it's a boring training it's about 35 hours of in class training done over a two week period we train if it's a monday through friday we train at night if it's a weekend we tra- a weekend day we treat, we train during the day so most people with normal jobs could leave their job and come to training at night. And on the weekends, we train during the day. So you could get involved. If you're interested, you can go to our website at yubasuttertip.org, yubasutter, Y-U-B-A-S-U-T-T-E-R-tip.org. Probably if you can't spell it, then you don't live here because I know we got some people living and listening in other states that probably never heard of this before. So you can go there and kind of read about us. And uh, they tell me we're on the front page of the Appeal Democrat today because we were at a big apartment fire where it displaced – the initial displacement was about like 80 people. Nobody got burned up, but uh, it burned up a lot of units. And so we go out on all kinds of calls, and so you can get involved. You can you can uh, email us off the website, or you could just send me an email. Uh you can just send it at uh, Lou at No dot com. Lou at no dot com is L O U. Or you could text me and uh or you can you can email us right off that website and it'll come right to my computer. You can text me at five three zero seven one three one eight three eight 713 1838 Now, I'll email you a s entire schedule of the two week two weeks of classes. There's eight classes over two weeks. And you need to take them all. And uh, once you're done, you serve three 12-hour shifts a month. Very simple. And we have one training meeting on the second Thursday night of each month. So uh, if you want to get something that get right out there with firefighters and emergency responders of every flavor and get out there and mix it up instead of watching it happen on some fake TV show, you can actually get get in on the action. And uh, so we'll train you. You do not have to be specially trained to come to us. You have to have a cool head and warm heart. Any training you have from that you think might help, hallelujah to you. Bring it with you. Don't forget it, and we'll, we'll use you. So uh, sign up. It starts on the 27th. That's just 14 days away that the first night's an orientation. There's no, no obligation, no cost to come to the first night. So we'll make it really easy really easy. We train right here in Yuba city. We'll send you the location, the dates, the times you just give me a shout out and I'll, I'll let you know what's shaking. The other night I was looking at, I I keep in contact with people that I, I I meet in the Yuba County jail that are getting deported all over the world. I keep in contact with them on Facebook because we build friendships. And, uh, and so I'm connected with some, some of my local friends. One is Dave Greenitz with, with the Greenitz construction and boom up up he he takes photos of his kitchens and baths and remodels and new front doors and fancy stuff he does decks and and I thought what the heck Dave built something out of the ordinary he built something totally different and um, so I was I was thinking about it tonight tonight before I came on the air and and I thought it, I guess it, you'd call it a gazebo but it's it's like an outdoor kitchen. And it, I think it had a fireplace and then some kitchen like you could cook out there and stuff. And it was big. It had these big old uh, – my friend Adam Higgins did all the uh, masonry work. It had this beautiful rock base on these pillars that go up and big old funky timbers really looking and a big pitched roof on top. But big timbers, not these like sissy timbers. or big ones. And uh, man, they had a beautiful seating and just, you know, it, was, it just, it was an outdoor, you know, for California, it works really good because you can, like six or seven months out of the year, you could go out there and just kick back and and be pleasant out there and cook out there and just enjoy yourself. But he built this big, beautiful gazebo thing. Gazebo it doesn't really do it justice. It's, I don't know what it, they'd call it. The shade is a big shade structure with think fire a fireplace and cooking apparatus it's a whole three meal i don't know it was a whole meal deal i thought i thought it was cool and he says we don't do a lot of these but he said it looks beautiful i i agree if you want to if you want something done really right you know you can just hire a lot of people and just come over there and hack up your house and uh things you know you think oh that looks a little gnarly well i wonder if we can get that fixed after you spend twenty, thirty, forty, fifty, sixty thousand dollars on a remodel, boom, it just isn't right. Just things don't quite. There's weird stuff, right? Didn't quite. Just a little off. Not quite right. Well, if you want it right, and you want it professional, and want it beautiful, and want something you want, to, you're anxious to show other people, invite people over to dinner and have a good time, or people say, "Hey, can I use your bathroom?" You say, "Yeah, check it out." Just don't get lost in there. Like we're coming in after twenty minutes. We're we're like we're just tie a rope to your foot. Don't be don't be trying to squat in our you know, like set up a tent and, and lay a mattress on our bathroom floor. That's what happens in these bathrooms are so nice you just don't want to leave. Over at my house people want to use my outside out they want to use my outdoor toilet. But there isn't one, so they just use my yard, just like the dogs. You know, people walk up and down the streets, and they bring their dogs, and then they stop and let them poop on your lawn. Does it—it's just like, what's in—are what, people all nuts today? Now we got people acting like dogs. In fact, I saw somebody post on Facebook. I got across the street from me is CVS and Walgreens and all those, and, and they're allowing people to just camp out around Walgreens. And they're pooping over there, and a lady said she was going into Walgreens after dark, and there were rats running all over the parking lot—just rats. I thought you know something. Well, how bad is this? You know, if you look at the city of Marysville city council meeting on on the on the uh, Facebook, you know, the they were, they they play, it. they film it, they, you can see it live streamed, and they act like they spend. Ah, oh, they spent four hundred thousand dollars for a little well out at Gavin Park. They spend just throw around money like it's crazy, and and if you if you looked at that city council meeting, you think this place is wealthy and it was just a beautiful city, and and then you go outside and there's poop on the poop on the sidewalk. There's people. There are attics all over the place laying on sidewalks, laying behind bushes, right up against. It isn't laying against some old uh, rundown, you know, tenement. With nobody living in it, or the windows busted out, they're they're leaning against Panda Express. They're leaning against Mainline Corporate uh, things that are being traded on the stock exchange, and they're allowing people that are packing diseases and all kinds of other stuff um, peeing peeing right up on the sidewalk. It's a symbol. I I can't even believe this is the same city I was raised in. It is the most incredible. I never thought I was going to experience this in my whole life. It's just an incredible thing, but um, I I don't know what to think. So anyway, if you want to, if you want a good contractor, you need to call Dave Greenitz Construction. You can check his operation out at greenitzconstruction dot G R E E N E T Z Greenett's Construction dot com five three zero six eight two nine six zero two five three zero six eight two nine six zero two he's got a really cool website i like it and he's always tuning it up and he's got great photos of his before and after and he's also got a facebook site that's got great photos it's that's dave green construction facebook so check it out give him a shout out and tell him you heard it on Lou's broadcast no hostage radio and he might give you a deadhead discount because he used to be a fanatic he used to be a groupie a rock a rock star groupie following around the grateful dead back in the day probably before most of you were born Greenest construction check him out and uh dave greenness will do you right it'll be the it'll be the first and last kitchen you'll ever need to remodel you just won't even want to move think i ain't moving unless we take the kitchen with me i'm gonna pack it up i'm gonna jack this place up we're gonna move the whole house all right. Let's see what we're going. to You know, I uh, wrote an article about uh, the fact that we shouldn't have Black History Month. Man, I'm thirsty. I've been drinking. I, I made some great tea from Vietnam. It's a green tea. Boy, it's good. And I'm um, drinking some iced tea here because I ate a bunch of deli sandwiches after the tip meeting. It's got me kind of parched. So I wrote an article about, you know, a lot of the liberals say one thing out of one side of their mouth, but they really say something else. So they say, oh, yeah, we're all for the minorities and stuff, but they're always wanting to keep them on the plantation, tell them, oh, yeah, we're taking care of you. We got you. We got you. We got you. And they're always exploiting them for votes and then screwing them. And so they, they the liberals lie. You know, they're the ones that fought all the, all the – the bills to liberate the blacks. They fought every single one of them. They fought it, fought it, fought it. They're the ones that created the idea of the Ku Klux Klan. Most people can't say that, but I practice it. Ku Klux Klan, not Kluk Kluk, not clue, not Klu Klux Klan. So, but it was the conservatives in this country that liberated the black people. And also it was the black people that joined the The conservative party, the Republican party, and it was the black people that actually began to win elections and go into Congress and go into legislatures around the the country, uh, all on the on the conservative side, not on the liberal side. But if you listen to liberals today, it was like, oh yeah, those are, those are the conservatives, you know, they just been they've just been ripping off the blacks for years. Remember, uh, Trump says. To the black people. He asked them this question. After all these years of giving your 99, 98, 97, 96% of your vote to the Democrats, he said, You ain't got nothing to show for it. He said, What would you have to lose going with me? And he, he convinced some of them to go with him, and they have one they have one big time I mean with Donald Trump. They have come out ahead big time. Never in the history of record keeping in this country have black people been so employed. You know, a lot of people say, "Well, they're just not employable. They're not as smart as whites." That's the problem. That's what liberals say. But that's what liberals say when you don't. We're not looking. They're just not as smart. They're they're less evolved than white people. And in fact, there's Asians and whites. They're much more evolved, and black people act a little animal like. They're oversexed, and they're just all fired up, and just they're more like an animal. So that's why the liberals said that they're so stupid that we have to let them into school in spite of their stu- stupidity. They call that quotas. And so they'll kick a white guy to the curb that's got a great grade point average, but they'll take a black guy who's got a lousy grade point average because he just can't perform at that level. That's what liberals say. Conservatives say black people can perform at the same level as whites, exactly the same level or even higher, if they have uh, the same opportunity. And in America, we've said we're going to give people – We can't guarantee guarantee people equal outcome, but we can guarantee people the chance and opportunity to thrive, equal opportunity to thrive. But the liberals are always saying, just so you we know, we, we just, we got to force you to hire a black. You don't have to force anybody to hire a black. People like to hire blacks if they have the proper cre- credential. I, I mean, I don't even mean a a paper on a wall i'm talking about the qualifications the ability to do the job most people today i encourage not to go to college unless you can't get a job without it in other words if you want to be a doctor or you want to be a nurse or you want to be an engineer one of those deals where you got to have a certificate to get a job but otherwise honestly they don't teach you anything worth anything in college anyway it's a big waste it's a heat a big sucking sound sucking your dollars and and you get nothing in return it's like eating a candy bar. It does nothing for you nutritionally, just causes you a bunch of problems. That's what college does. teaches you that you, you think you're, you go in thinking you're a male, and they, you come out thinking you may be half female, half male. Just bisexual type. Some days I'm going to go with the girl, some days I'm going to go with the boy. Just like old uh, Barry, Barry Sotero, Barack, Barack Hussein. Heavy on the Hussein, like who in the world sane? Barack Hussein Obama. I'm going to talk. Uh, you know, I was talking earlier about the ridiculous of Black History Month instead of like like. Remember, Barack used to say, "My people." He never was referring to Americans. He's talking about Muslims, and he's talking about Black people. Screw everybody else. It's interesting, you know when white president get up there and talked about our people he's talking about the american people all 300 million of us but you get the first black up here he's the most racist guy in the country my people black black people homosexual people people that like to go up to bang a guy in the butt that's obama's favorite spot come on you know people he was the biggest fairy i've ever seen Unbelievable, what a disgrace, disgraceful, pitiful, weak. People just, they talk about, oh, the world, we've lost respect in the world. You talk about losing respect. That guy was such a wuss. They had a bunch of guys that are two-bit losers in Iran, hustled him out of a billion dollars. He sent it over like a drug deal on a pallet with bundled cash. Incredible. We'll be right back. Let's see what I'm going to play now. Finish two segments here. Oh, I've got a little ad from Donald Trump and Sean Foyt back to back. You should like this. Be right back.
4: What is happening to the identity of America? Police in riot gear facing off. We're seeing violent demonstrations.
10: Five officers were killed.
4: Officers. Our leaders are running it into the ground with their liberal ethics and political agendas.
0: 44% would prefer to live under a socialist
11: system.
3: I'm the boss. That's How bad. about that? It is
11: called the beast or the train
5: of death. Well, guess what? First thing I do is gonna repeal this Trump tax cut.
4: Family values are being eroded, the unborn are sacrificed, morals are low and taxes are high. Our leaders in Congress have failed us time and time again. America's not just a country, it's a legacy built on a foundation of hope and truth, a beacon to the world. Millions wanna come here, even more wish they could be like us if we lose our identity how will the world learn from our greatness is there any hope can we trust anyone we need a new generation of leaders leaders who don't seek a career but are willing to sacrifice their careers to fight for what is right leaders like Sean Foyt Sean doesn't look like the average politician because he's not a man of faith a man of mission a man of character and integrity not driven by ego but purpose A man who knows what feeding the hungry, protecting the vulnerable, and fighting for one's beliefs is all about. A man with a guitar and a purpose. A father with a loving heart. A leader with track record. Sean is taking a stand. A stand millions like you and I need to take if we are determined to better the future for our children and grandchildren. He is known and loved by millions for his music and missions. Now, he is willing to sacrifice his calling for a greater one to restore the identity, values, and morals of this great nation. How do I know this? I'm his wife and the mother of his four children. As a family, we are committed to this race. For us, our children, and our future.
2: I'm not going to sit back
6: and watch and wait. It's time for my generation to step forward and join the fight for
2: America. Stand with me and let's take action and become the solution. I'm Sean Foyt and I'm running for Congress.
5: The more that a broken system tells you that you're wrong, the more certain you should be that you must keep pushing ahead. Because it's the outsiders who change the world and who make a real and lasting difference. Nothing worth doing ever came easy. Treat the word impossible as nothing more than motivation. The future belongs to the people who follow their heart no matter what the critics say. We must always remember that we share one home and one glorious destiny. We all bleed the same red blood of patriots. We all salute the same great American flag. Our best days are yet to come.
12: Let me tell you something,
10: Alexandria. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, I want to tell you something. El socialismo no funciona. El socialismo no funciona. My name is José. I'm 21 years old. I am Samuel Machado. I'm 22 years old. I fled real socialism.
12: Me and my family fled real socialism. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Alexio Ocasio-Cortez. You're a liar.
10: You are a liar. You don't know what you're talking
12: about. You're clueless. You have never gone through socialism, so you. Preach it like you do. America will never be a socialist country. American will never be a socialist country. A lot of people think socialism, it's all about equality and free stuff. What socialism is really about, it's starvation. People dying from lack of medicine. Alexander Ocasio-Cortez, I want to tell you something.
10: If you really believe in socialism, why are you here in the US? Why don't you move to Venezuela, Cuba, Russia, Afghanistan, China? Why don't you just go there? You know, you talk about socialism as it is something so perfect, but you know it's not. Oh no, actually, you really truly believe that, that it works like that, but it doesn't.
12: Just go and look at the actual facts and not just the books. Isn't it good to have your life going every day to Starbucks tweeting how much you hate capitalism from your MacBook? That's great, right? We cannot even tweet. If we tweet something we don't like in Venezuela, the government is actually going after us. And let me tell you, I don't want the US being
10: socialist. Why? Because I, my mom was almost killed by the socialist government because she was reporting all the human rights violations. Guys with guns went to my house, put a gun on my head and my little brother's head. Just for that, she almost got killed and all my family with it. I don't want the US to be socialist.
12: My grandfather had leukemia. We had to go to the other side of the border, to Colombia, to get our medicine. Single-payer health care systems don't work. If you're going to wait for the government to pay up for your surgeries, you're going to die waiting on a bed. The U.S., you're free, you can see whatever you want and nobody's going to attack you for it.
10: I am so happy for being here because now I'm safe and I feel free
12: and I feel protected because we are in a free society. Back in 2007, the government blackmailed my family over a land that was, by law, ours. We actually had to pay them off a huge amount of money just for them not to take it away from us. And it was actually ours, so I don't want that in America, ever. I've noticed in America, newest politicians such as Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez preaching socialism and how good it is for society. Let me tell you something, Alexandria, you're a liar. You have never been through socialism in your life for you to be preaching it the way you're doing it. El Socialismo no funciona. El Socialismo no funciona.
11: John Dickinson, Revolutionary War General and signer of the Constitution made the claim governments could not give the rights essential to happiness. We claim them from a higher source, from the King of Kings and the Lord of all the earth. The Constitution concludes in the subscription clause with the words, In the year of our Lord, 1787. Often left out of the newer copies of the United States Constitution, this statement is a significant acknowledgement of the birth of Christ 1787 years earlier. Our Lord, therefore, refers to Jesus Christ. In order to marginalize Christianity and the impact that it had on our founding and governmental structure of America, my detractors will often assert, Christianity was just a part of the times, but it had no real critical relevance to the founding fathers and their struggle for independence. Why do you attach such significance to it? This was just the status quo during a time of political upheaval and revolutions. Well,
8: no. Let's contrast the firm reliance on divine providence the founders of America had with that of their contemporaries, the French revolutionaries. Unlike the French, the framers of our Constitution had no reservations about referring to Jesus Christ as our Lord and using his birth as the central event of history. In fact, the French Revolutionaries' philosophies included a harsh enmity to Christianity and Christ's Church. For example, the French calendar replaced the birth of Christ with the birth of the French Republic. God and the Bible were proclaimed dead. Christian holy days were replaced with secular revolution days. The Sabbath was eliminated and the work week was extended to 10 days. A nude woman was placed on the altar of Notre Dame Cathedral. Christianity and Christians experienced a persecution in France, antithetical to the cherished support and partnership the American Revolution afforded to the Christian church.
11: Contrasting the biblical wisdom of our founders with that of the French revolutionaries, one can quickly see the stability Christian thinking offers. In the same period of time, the United States has had one form of government. France has had over a dozen. While comparing the American Revolution with France's numerous revolutions, 13th
3: President Millard Fillmore observed, Our own free institutions were not the offspring of our revolution. They existed before. They were planted in the free charters of self-government under which the English colonies grew up and our revolution only freed us from the dominion of a foreign power whose government was at variance with those institutions. Fillmore concluded, Liberty unregulated by law degenerates into anarchy, which soon becomes the most horrid of all despotisms. We owe these blessings under heaven to the happy constitution and government which were bequeathed to us by our fathers and which it is our sacred duty to transmit In all their integrity to our children.
8: Decades after the signing of the Declaration of Independence, the United States Congress reaffirmed those biblical principles that established American independence with the exhortation had the people during the Revolution had a suspicion of any attempt to war against Christianity, that revolution would have been strangled in its cradle. In this age, there can be no substitute for Christianity. That was the religion of the founders of the republic, and they expected it to remain the religion of their descendants.
11: Our founders were deliberate in their foundation and construction of a free government system under the guidance of and supplication to Almighty God. To assume or say otherwise is just disingenuous. This is Jake McCauley and Dominic McCauley with the Institute on the Constitution bringing you The The American American View.
4: View. Now she's walking through the clouds
3: With a circus mind that's running wild
4: Butterflies and zebras and moonbeams and fairy tales
2: oh, All right, so I get a kick out of this I'm not reading this. This is a black guy, Robert Smalls. I'm not reading this or talking about it today because it's Black History Month. I get a kick out of the, you know, the term stereotype where you kind of just uh, whitewash a whole bunch of people or you kind of overlay them with a certain thought or theme and uh, instead of treating them as individuals. A lot of people think of slavery like everybody was a slave. And then when Abraham Lincoln did his thing, then everybody wasn't a slave, and everybody was black. Did you know there was a lot of Irish slaves, a lot of white slaves? You missed that? Yeah, I figured. Well, Robert Smalls, uh, I, I like these extraordinary um, <coughs> people with extraordinary behavior. What doesn't matter what flavor they are, what country they belong to. So Robert Smalls said he was born into slavery in 1839. This is, this, is the, this is the Cliff Notes. He steals a Confederate military ship in 1861. Um, he disguises himself as the captain in order to do this, and he uses the secret code book and hand signals of mariners to pass Confederate guard ships. These guys, are, these guys are amazing. Stupid slaves. They're so stupid. They're they're close to the primates. Fact, don't you know? They kind of walk like an ape. So he disguises himself as a captain of a ship. This slave dude, right? He uses a secret code book and hand signals to pass Confederate guardships. Could you do that, Whitey? Cracker? peckerwood he rescues more slaves on the way and their families. He escapes to freedom. He runs for Congress and wins. I'll give you the details in a little bit. You know what this guy reminds me of? You remember the um, New Orleans when um, Katrina hit New Orleans, the hurricane? And and New Orleans is such a screwed up city. It's almost most of the people on welfare down there. And so they're so dependent on welfare They've trained them to just suck the tit of government, and if the tit's gone, they just whine and run around in circles and go nuts. They can't take care of themselves. They've been trained to be dependent. They're like cripples. They're mentally crippled. They're, they're retarded. That's a good word for it. So anyway, you remember Ray Nagin? I think he's serving a prison time now. He was a two-time mayor down there, and he was a mayor during Katrina. And uh, he had some kind of masonry business where he sold – I don't know whether he had – whether he actually did construction, but he sold the product, right, decorative rock and stuff. So anyway, Nagin, he's – remember he he was kind of walked strutted behind George Bush down there when the whole place flooded, right? Well, anyway, one of the embarrassing things for Ray Nagin was their big school district down there had hundreds of buses – school buses that could have been commandeered and with someone school bus drivers, each taking one and loading up all these pitifully retarded, uh, welfare recipients down there in new Orleans and loading them up and driving them over to Houston. You remember that, that the Houston, um, was taking as many of the refugees from, um, uh, pitiful new Orleans And housing them over there in uh, Houston, Texas. And so what happened was this one black kid, a teenager, went into the bus yard where there were hundreds of buses, but nobody was going to move them. They were just going to let them flood. And he said, well, man, I'm going to get out of here. I don't want to flood. And he got in there. He broke into the office of the school bus barn. And stole a set of keys and went out. And found that bus, fired up the bus, and headed for Houston. He wanted to go to Houston. Isn't this 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 is amazing story? And on the way, instead of just being selfish, people were walking to Houston, hitchhike into Houston. People that had more energy than the average welfare recipient. And he picked he picked a bus load up and drove all the way to to Houston. So this guy reminds me of him, Robert Smalls. He sailed himself to freedom. Now, I don't know whether I want to spend too much time on this. This is a big article, <clears throat> and it it, it it it's a really great article. If you want to look him up, look him up and read it, because I don't want to spend a lot of time. It says, uh, in fact, it was written, this article is written by Henry Louis Gates. Does that ring a bell to you? Do you remember the beer summit? You remember the guy that the police were called because somebody was— beaten on this house door and tried to break in so the normal thing to do for a good samaritan neighborhood is to call the police so when the police arrived they found this black dude trying to break into this house so immediately police were called racist even though the black guys trying to break into a house they didn't know that that it was his house so they arrest henry lewis gates and remember, Obama got involved in it because it became a big controversy because like, immediately the cop was wrong from trying to keep a guy to, from breaking in the house. Remember the beer summit? So ridiculous. So totally. Well, anyway, Robert uh, Henry Lewis Gates Jr. wrote this. So you heard about him stealing this ship, right? And uh, so anyway, uh, sailing from slavery to freedom. He was born in South Carolina, April 1839. Our story begins in the second full year of the war. It is May 12, 1862, and the Union Navy has set up a blockade around much of the Atlantic and Gulf Coast. Inside it, the Confederates are dug in around uh, St. Charleston, South Carolina, and its coastal waters dense with island forts, including Sumter, Fort Sumter. And uh, attached to Brigadier General Rosswell Ripley's command is a CSS planter, a first-class coastwise steamer. And uh, So after two weeks of supplying various island ports, the planter returns to Charleston. Anyway, uh, Robert Smalls is 22 year old. He's a mulatto. That means he's a mix between white and black like Obama. Obama's a mulatto. And, he, and uh, he's been sailing these waters. He's learned how to sail. He, he got put to work on one of these boats, and so he's learned the skill. And he's an intelligent and a resourceful guy, contrary to what Charles Darwin and uh, Margaret Sanger and all these people thought that they were human weeds and never going to amount to much because they were stunted. They were evolutionary stunts, stunted retards. But, but Robert Smalls was a teenager, intelligent and resourceful, defiant with compassion, an expert navigator with a family yearning to be free. In according to the 1883 Navy Committee report, Smalls served as a ship's virtual pilot. But because only whites can have a rank, he is slotted as a wheelman. But he was the virtual pilot of the ship. Smalls not only acted the part he looked at as well, he often teased. He was teased about his resemblance to Captain Rillier, who was the captain of that ship. Is, is it his skin, his frame, or both? Anyway, the guy was a sharp guy and a sailor. But he also wanted his freedom. So I don't want to get into the deep weeds on this, but you need to read it. He escapes and buffaloes all the other ships. He dresses up like the act. The, he dresses in the exact look of the captain of the ship while they're off the ship. And there's a skeleton grew. He takes the ship, runs a sail up, fires it up, takes off. And, uh, leaves the port and starts picking up slaves and setting them free. Smalls puts on captain Rillier's straw hat and orders a planter's skeleton crew to put up the boiler and hoist the South Carolina and Confederate flags as decoys. He just pulled this incredible thing off. And, uh, and so we're still talking about him. He saved his family. He purchased his family's freedom. He got them out of there. And he went on to be a very successful man. Pretty cool, right? So today we have liberals like Jim Acosta with CNN. Are you amazed at how sickly and biased, total, if they're worse than Provida was in the Soviet Union? Bo Snurdly, who's been doing. Uh, call screening for rush limbaugh for decades he's black old beau he saw footage from the cnn jim acosta saying that rush has a history of saying disparaging things disparaging means a put down negative critical prejudicial that's disparaging That Rush had had a history of saying prejudicial or disparaging things about African Americans. And Bo says, I've been in the studio with Rush for 30 years. I would like to formally challenge CNN and Mr. Acosta to provide the list, referring to the list of disparaging remarks Rush made about blacks. Never heard it myself. I've, I've been listening for many moons. So, I was out talking to Monty Hecker the other day. Monty is a retired, I believe Monty retired from the Air Force and uh, with with some disability. But he started his own business called Elite Universal Security and uh, had to have a yawn there. I'm I'm doing this kind of in the middle of the night here to fit into my schedule. And uh, Monty Hecker started this business from scratch, and now he's got cars and people running every which di- direction all over northern California. And when I mean northern, I'm talking about Sa- Sacramento, just south of Sacramento, all the way to the Oregon border. That's about a six-hour drive to get up there. And then he even does some work just in southern Oregon. Busy, busy, busy in the security business in California because the police have been told to stand down, leave those, let them poop in the streets, let them pee in the streets, let them do all kinds of stupid stuff, run around, scream. Back, fact, I, I live in downtown Marysville, and be, they created this as a collection or a haven for homeless. They put up a zoo here. It's called the Bendorf Zoo. That's named after the county administrator uh, of of Yuba County, and uh, without getting a permit, asking any permission, it isn't even legal what they're doing. They they don't even have sewage over there. They got potties, porta potties. They got no drainage. They got a mosquito pond at the end of this this plot they did. They fr- they got it all cyclone fencing, keeping people in, keeping people out. And they've, they've just created a mess in downtown Marysville. The other day, I was getting ready to—I just walked out of the jail, and I was checking my my uh, phone for texts. And I had one from a friend of mine, and she had just walked by my house, which is 15-minute walk from jail. And she said, Lou, there's a big lady sitting on your front porch in your blue chair smoking a cigar. I thought, that's a bad sign, man. It's a bad sign on a Monday night and um she turned out i had to call the police uh two times that night i had to call them then when i got home and then i had to call them because she wouldn't let me in my house she was holding it hostage saying i it's her house and she was out of her mind so then i had to call her call the police again five and and nine days i've called the police three times had the police over here three different times boom the the place is going wild you got rats running all over the place you got people stealing stuff you got people tweaking talking to themselves going up and down the street it's like totally crazy totally crazy 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 and uh, so monty hecker's got this security business i was kidding monty i said monty i think i'm gonna need one of your guys come over here and stand guard over my house i need some help dude or i'm gonna end up shooting somebody and getting myself in trouble because they ain't gonna look kindly upon me shooting somebody messing around with my house. But they will put you to work out there at Elite Universal Security and uh you can you can uh, dial them up if you got if you're bold, if you're not a millennial, you, you know how to use a phone and you could dial them at 530-749-0280 7490280. And also you can uh go to his location at 5548 Feather River Boulevard 5548 and you can go out there and apply just go out there and apply for a job and you can go out if you if you if you got a weapon or you want to uh you want to get a concealed weapon permit You can go out there, and he'll help you get that. They do classes on the weekend. Pretty easy. Saturday and then Sunday. Okay? Saturday and then Sunday. So uh, you can go later this month. You can call and get in your classroom on Saturday and go out to the range on Sunday and qualify and be done with it. They're also, uh, they're, i don't know they'll get in this they got a taser they got a lot of classes why don't you just call them up and say hey or or you can go on their website go on their website at api-academy.com api-academy.com and they got they got a schedule there the entire uh they got a calendar online there where you can look and see what they got shaken and all the different classes okay you got that okay we're gonna we're gonna go on here and after this break, we're going to come up to our half-point mark tonight. And uh, I'm going to get me another slug of tea. But anyway, uh, Bo Snurdly says, Jim Acosta saying, Rush has a history of saying disparaging things about African Americans. I've been with, in the studio with Rush for 30 years, and I would like to formally challenge CNN and Acosta provide me with a list of all the incidences— where brush has been unkind to blacks i never have heard it myself never have heard it so okay let's uh let's we got about 3 minutes before the break let me just see if i can breeze through this the sacramento bee did an investigation sacramento bee is not a conservative newspaper it's kind of as has been known as the capital's newspaper the owned by the McClatchy family and uh, of course like all, all newspapers they're running on fumes and um, so it says here Gavin Newsom talks about how he wants to use unspent money from past years isn't that it so government Newsom details his plan to spend money allocated in previous years that still hasn't been spent during the budget he talks about it during the budget press conference on Friday January 10 2020 funds for education housing and mental health top the list They had money, and they didn't spend it. It's interesting when we claim a lot of the homeless people have mental problems, but it's interesting that they don't offer uh, more help. California government stopped paying for officials to commute across the state last year after the Sacramento Bee reported on department directors' regular travel from Sacramento and San Diego. The guy was commuting between Sacramento and San Diego, and you and I, the taxpayer, were paying for it. Did you know that? It's disgusting. Why don't they pay for their own travel? Right? Pay for their own travel. I think it's a terrible thing of the, of the amount of money that government workers are making today that they, don't, they can afford to live in other communities and commute back to work here. They make so much money. My parents would never think of that, working outside the area or working here and living somewhere else. They just wouldn't do it. You don't have it. Like Obama said, you got to have some skin in the game, right? Get some some skin in that game. So the, the state of California, whenever it says the government spent or the state of California spent, just say, put your name in there. It says Susie spent, Jeanette spent, Lou spent, Fred spent. The government makes no money on their own. They don't have money except they take it from you and they take it from me. So now they're, they've been allowing some particular employers to commute, to commute for hours and paying for it. And we wouldn't even know this if it wasn't for investigative reporting by American newspapers. The Sacramento Bee submitted a California Public Record Act request seeking the agreements and the administration's new policy. But the governor's office said it did not have any records responsive to the request. That was sent in. that's common. They just say, "Oh, we don't know where your request was. Oh well your request is an your request is vague. The Freedom of Information Act request is vague. It's not submitted properly. It didn't give us enough copies. It's not in the right colored ink. No wonder the system is corrupt. It says here the Newsom administration put in place policy that forbids these arrangements and worked with impacted individuals to come in line with this policy. Da, da, da. Talking about people's following the rules. Some senior officials, Newsom administration says, live far from Sacramento, such as Health and Human Services Secretary Mark Galley lives in South Pasadena. They commute at the, their own expense, according to the governor's office. The state has been reimbursing fewer than a dozen officials for anyway. The fact is they've been the government either wants them so bad or is so stupid that they won't insist upon they come over there and live. Says Ryan Chamberlain. Build Sacramento. He received $20,000 for flights to and from the Capitol from March 18th to March, March 218 through March 219. And he was reimbursed about $3,000 in car rentals. So you got $20,000 in flights the taxpayers putting out. Then, Then we're picking up his regular old gas, right? It's just just unbelievable. And when you confront these people, when you expose them, they just they just go on because no one's prosecuting them. All right, we're going to take a break. A third segment. uh, We're going to talk some about uh, unintended unintended consequences.
1: Economists talk a lot about unintended consequences, and it's important to understand what we mean. We don't mean that individuals don't intend to achieve things when they go out in the world and act. Of course they intend things, good things, bad things. What we do mean is that these actions of many individuals typically come together to create a larger outcome, and it's that larger outcome that no one intends. Sometimes these are good, beneficial, Sometimes these larger outcomes are undesirable. One of my favorite examples of a bad unintended consequence is, is is the consequences caused by rent control. Rent control is a policy of government to keep the rental rates of apartments artificially low. Landlords are prohibited by law from charging prices higher than the rent control prices. Well, one unintended consequence of that piece of legislation, of that policy, is to make rental units more scarce than they would otherwise be. By telling landlords, look, you can't raise your price to certain levels, that means that some people who would otherwise become landlords don't become landlords. They choose not to rent out their units. They choose not to rent out some uh, rooms in their house. They choose not to build rental units that they might otherwise have built. And so one unintended consequence of rent control is to reduce the supply of rental units. Now, the people who impose rent control that's clearly not their goal. They don't want to make rental units less available. They want to make rental units more available because, they, because they want to, presumably they want to increase the availability of rental units to people who rent. But one unintended consequence is, that is the opposite. Rental units shrink in supply. When I teach Econ 101, I tell my students on the first day, intentions are not results the intentions behind the policy will not necessarily determine what the results of that policy are. One example of an unintended consequence that is exactly the opposite of the intention comes from the Endangered Species Act. The intention of that act is to enable endangered species to flourish. One consequence in many cases is to cause the endangered species to be killed off Uh, more quickly than otherwise. If you're a landowner and you find an endangered species on your property, you know that the Environmental Protection Agency will, as a result of that finding, impose restrictions on your land. One consequence of those restrictions is it reduces the value of your land, what you can do with it, the price you can sell it for. So what a lot of landowners do when they find what they think to be endangered species on their property, is they kill the species and they shut up about it. It's called shoot, shovel, and shut up. Kill the species, shovel to bury it, and say nothing about it. Now, clearly that's not the goal of the Endangered Species Act. You know, the take-home lesson from this is that you judge a policy not by its stated uh, goals. It's easy to state good goals. You judge a policy by the incentives that that policy will likely give to the people that it affects and it's a very important one for policymakers, is to be really modest and and, and humble. We live in this incredibly complex world. Uh, When we take any action, we know that the consequences of those actions are going to extend out very far. We can see those consequences only a little bit in front of us. We can't trace them out fully. And it applies whether or not you believe in big government, tiny government, medium-sized government. Yes, it's difficult in many cases to trace out how the incentives will have real-world effects. But that difficulty does not excuse us from the task of pursuing it. We can't just simply say, oh, the intentions of the policymakers are good, therefore we can be assured that the results will be good. That's cheating. We just can't do that. It's very bad public policy.
3: Oh, we do not give a fuck is the thing we say. Any bright Hawaiian winter day, you send an island greeting out to everyone, saying nukes are on their way. But don't clean out your desk quite yet, and don't you sound. You work for the government, you'll keep your job ¶¶¶ We do not give a fuck, guys, the way we say ¶¶¶ There's nothing that we will do to you ¶¶¶¶ We do not give a fuck uh, if your kids can't read ¶¶¶¶¶ When they're seeing your years a if you make six figures and you spend your days at your desk just watching porn See, you don't have a normal job, you'll be just fine Come tomorrow morning, you'll be Reassign. we do not give a fuck is the way we say there's nothing that we will do what else would i have to do there's nothing that we will do to you
2: all right we're in the second half for a show here and fourth our fourth segment of six and i want to talk a little bit about the local election here And, uh, oh, man, my friend Dan from out in Missouri, I don't know whether to thank him or complain. But he sent me a text. I don't know whether I can find it, but he he took a photo of a gas station advertisement. And just darn near, I almost had to go over and turn myself into the crisis clinic over at mental health because... He used to live here he was an Air Force retiree, then he had his own small business repair then he went into become a probation officer and and then he retired from that then he went to homeland security and then he went to farming, done all kinds of stuff and everything he does he does with excellence, like Jesus does. We know Jesus wasn't half baked didn't do things crummy um uh, So anyway, I I wanted to tell you the price, and I want to do it to the penny because I don't want people coming back just saying I'm, you know, people I write articles and they say, oh, he just lies. And then you ask them, well, what, what did I say that wasn't true? They never do want to say anything. So he sent, Dan sent me a photo of a gas advertisement in his area of of Missouri, I can't remember the town. And it's a dollar eighty eight point nine. A dollar eighty eight point nine. For you out there in Olivers and Linda, that's like a dollar eighty nine basically. Round it up. So I just saw the gas was like three dollars and twenty cents or something. Isn't that incredible. That alone should get you fed up with some of these politicians you know the reason it's we got high gas here is because they want it to be high it isn't a factor of the market it has nothing to do with the free market it has to do with the government of this state wants us to get so pissed off that the gas prices that we quit driving it has nothing to do with a shortage of oil shortage of gas it has everything to do with they're just running up the price on this stuff. They're just adding tax after tax, after fee, after surcharge, after baloney, after baloney, and not fix the roads. You don't think this is a strategy? You're nuts. you got to vote them out. So, obviously, I'm voting for, Sean, for Don Trump and Sean Foyt. And I just re- re- looked, I was just looking at my list here, and I misspelled Sean's name. But it really doesn't make any difference whether people how people are going to vote, because I'll figure it out phonetically. I had it right, but I spelt it with a different word. I won't confuse you with it. <clears throat> but anyway, I got loose picks here. That's my picks. I'm not trying to persuade you people about this time of year start emailing me, Lou, send me the pics that what you're gonna do so I can compare them with what I was thinking of doing. So I've been handling those things. So um I, I notice there's I have a sign in my yard that says your money, your your water, your money. Your water, your money. It's the message of Charlie Matthews. Charlie Matthews reminds me of Donald Trump because he didn't need the job he didn't need the money, but he ran for the water agency board, which he's been on previously in his young, younger years. Charlie Matthews is in interested in being the people's representative over their money on the Yuba water agency it used to be called the Yuba County water agency. <clears throat> I'm still not used to calling it Yuba water agency. And, um, He says, your water, your money. Your water, your money. Can you remember that? Your water, your money. The problem is that the people that run the water agency do not believe it's your water or your money. You with me? The people at the water agency think it's their money and their water. And Charlie Matthews is on the water agency. He's the only one out of seven board members that thinks that that it's the citizens' water and the citizens' money. How does seven people get get hold this money and all this stuff hostage? So Charlie Matthews now is being opposed by a guy named John Nicoletti, who is <clears throat> uh, almost as worthless as toilet paper in India. They don't use it over there. They just go barehanded, and they just wash their hands they're too poor over there in most country they just got to figure out how to wipe you ever do you ever figure out how people wipe before toilet paper I'm having a drink of tea here I can't get enough water tonight <clears throat> so Charlie Matthews I'm supporting for the water agency because we at least need one set of eyes that's representing the the people of the the county of Yuba. Instead of rich people. That's why they hate Trump so because he looks at things and says this is ridiculous, and he tells them you're stupid, you're ridiculous, you do a lousy job, you're fired. I loved it when they fired fifty people out the National Security Council. They fired the Vendeman brothers. <clears throat> they're they're traitors. They're not just poor employees. They're not just Obama appointees. They're traitors. Obama should be shot. President Obama, he's a traitor. He's been trying to undermine and overthrow the president of the United States of America. The guy needs to be taken down. Not name a a dang school after a wife who tried to poison people with her screwy lunches. The other person I'd like to see elected is Superior Court to Superior Court uh, judge is Terry Spee. She's got more experience, <clears throat> and she doesn't have a compromised lifestyle like the Bindorfs do. And I'll explain what I mean by that. First of all, it may be just because something is legal doesn't make it right. Abortion is legal. Partial birth abortion is legal. It isn't right. It isn't moral. It isn't right before God. I don't like two things. I don't like the fact that you can live in another county and and work over here as county administrator and get almost $300,000 a year. I think you need to leave, live in your county that you're from. I don't think you, you act the same when you live in Ventura County and fly up here. I don't think you give a crap about this county. You, you Where you live, you care about what's going on there. You cannot live in Rockland and care about Yuba County the same because you're going to at the end, you're going to walk away from all the psychopaths and nutcases on the street of Marysville. You're going to walk away and live some gated community up there. I don't like the idea that judges can live whatever they want. It's one thing to live in Sutter County where some of them live and work in Yuba County or vice versa. But it's another thing to live over in Placer County or even you can live at the other end of the state and fly up here and be a judge. I don't like it. And I would never vote for it. I'm not going to change the law, but I would never vote for it. Terry Spies has lived her entire life, raised her kids here. She volunteers here. You know, when when firefighters and cops live in counties, two counties away or whatever, they don't they don't volunteer here. They don't got any skin in the game here. They just come here, work, and leave. I was talking to a highway patrolman today. He said, "Lou, I I was raised here. My kids are here. This is this is where I'm going to retire. I'm going to be here." But he says it's totally changed now in the highway patrol. People just move in here from another area. All they want to just get their get to their retirement, get their ninety percent, and be done. They don't care about the community other than just they got to work here. I don't think it's healthy for any community to have the leaders of the community living in some other state, uh, some other, uh, county. I just don't think it may be legal. I just don't think it's healthy for our community. And I don't think it's a good thing for our community to have a wife. That's a judge and have her husband as a county administrator. You think, Oh, what's the difference? She's, if she's honest, that's fine. I'll tell you what the difference is, is you have a Sacramento developer one well, of the top developers in uh, the, certainly the state of California gives her five, gives the, the wife $5,000. Now, why would he even be interested in her judge? Are they related? Maybe they're related. Maybe they're like, maybe she's part of the family. But if she's not, why would he care about the judicial system of Yuba County? I don't think he gives a rip about it. And to say, this is the other thing. Politicians say, well, you think you can buy my vote? I'd say, hell yeah. Hell yeah, you can buy your vote. You can buy, you can give me a peanut butter sandwich. You'd have an influence over me. You're just like me. People just like me. You People be kind to me. They'll have influence over me. Just somebody be kind to me. If you give somebody $5,000, $10,000. They give uh, Ricky Scamio over there in Marysville $10,000 and got themselves from getting kicked out of the city to getting a marijuana dispenser in the city by giving him $10,000. Think that didn't influence him. He went out and bought himself a new Cadillac. That's what people tell me. Not too bad, huh? For a little old podunk town of uh, 3.4 square miles, 12,000 people. He darn near got a dollar per person to buy his vote. Oh, you can't buy my vote. Oh, hell yeah. You can buy your vote. Buy you any time of the day. Buy you and sell you. You can't influence Robert Bendorf by $5,000 to his wife. You certainly can. You certainly can because there's more money where that came from as long as you bend my way to get my development going. You think this isn't? You think that isn't squirrely? And you think they, if, if that family takes that money, you think that's not going to influence their judging later on? Come on. You think... You think if a guy cheats on his wife, he's not going to cheat in some area of business? You certainly he certainly will. Cheat on your wife, lie, lie to your wife, you're gonna lie in business. You're not gonna be compartmentalize that. People say, Oh, Robert Mendorf, he's very honest. Maybe he is. But taking five thousand dollars through your wife's judge campaign looks a little squirrely to me. I wouldn't I would never vote. I don't care who it is. No, it's nothing personal. I've even not I've not even met Mrs. Bendorf. She may be the nicest thing. Uh but I wouldn't vote for her for judge. Never. Not with Robert Bendorf as CAO. I just don't I don't think I don't think you should have relatives both working in key spots in the commu- in the uh, county. I think it's a conflict of interest. The same way that at the state level, there's nepotism rules. Those are rules against other once you work for some in the in a certain deal like the Board of Equalization, you cannot have other family members coming on board. They have rules against that because it it there's a conflict. You run into a conflict of interest, people. It happens. Come on, don't be stupid. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna back off. I'm not gonna be playing these stupid little naive high school games. Oh, you can't buy my vote. You can buy your vote the supervisors all got bought off on the Magnolia ranch deal. They all got money from the Magnolia ranch investors. You know, the sad thing is that government created this problem because they wanted to run everything. They run to run this thing like a socialist government. If they got out of the business of running every dot and tittle of the community, then the business wouldn't try to buy them off. P- business tries to buy off government because they don't want their influence in their lives. they, 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 if the government wants to get all involved in our business and people realize I can get involved in their business and I'm going to, I'm going to buy them out. If the government was involved, wasn't involved in business, you wouldn't have to pay them off. There would be no advantage of giving them money and giving them money for their campaigns because they wouldn't have any influence over your business. If there was true Freedom. The only reason there's influence over the business and there's money, the government wins both ways. They take control of the business and then they take a bribe. That's what this is. It's a damn bribe. That's exactly what it is. It's a bribe. But it isn't straight to Bindorf. Giving money to the judge, that's why you shouldn't have both people in office at the same time. doesn't matter whether Robert Bindorf is hired or or, uh, elected. It just does not make any difference. It's the same way that uh, I can't remember the guy's name he was the head of the California Public Utilities Commission he was taking ben he's taking all kinds of payouts and benefits from PG&E and in, and in South, Southern California Edison and his wife was a senator over in I think in the city of San Francisco They shouldn't both he was appointed to the uh, California Public Utilities Commission by Jerry Brown and his wife was was in the uh, legislature. You can't do that. It's it's a conflict of interest. It's a ripoff. So I would never vote for it. So I'm I'm voting for, against every one of the um, in Yuba County. There's four different s- school bonds. Four more. We're already paying on four, five, six, seven, eight school bonds. I'm, I'm paying on four bonds for you uh yuba college and i think two or three for marysville so now we got a state school bond 13 c is yuba college bonds 11 or excuse me uh, l is wheatland high bonds m is plumas lake bonds i voted no on all of them i'd also in district four i'd vote for joe henderson and, and get gary bradford out gary bradford is clueless You know, it's interesting to me. These guys all claim to be Republican. There's not a Republican in a bunch of these people on these boards. They are not conservatives. They say they're Republican to get your vote, but they are not conservative. They're they're socialists. They are. You cannot sit in these positions of power and tell people how to run their lives and manage their lives and how much water they can use. And. And how, what color they can paint their house and how big their sign's going to be on their business and what time they can open and all this and on and on and on and on and claim you're a Republican. You are not. You're a socialist. You're no different than the Democrats. And then turn around and say, oh, I believe in being a public servant. And then you're a part-time supervisor and pay yourself eighty or $90,000 a year. That is – you don't know, – It's very, very hard to find a politician that isn't lining his own pockets. That's just what's going on here on both sides of the river, lining their own pockets and lining the pockets of their friends so they could line their pockets when they get off the board. Thank them for it. Because the government is rigged and now business uh, bribes the government. What's that look like? That's what we call lobbyists, lobbyists. And they pay off the government how does a person like say a football coach he runs for office and he runs for another office and he runs for a different office and he works his way from say mayor to supervisor to assemblyman to like Denny Hastert Dennis Hastert he was a he was a wrestling or football coach in Indiana he just was on a school salary right wasn't worth much he ends up worth some fantastic bill not billions but hundreds of millions of dollars worth millions and millions of dollars how does that happen how does that happen when you go to from coach's salary to uh congressman's salary what do they make One hundred seventy-five thousand dollars a year to maybe speaker of the, at one time i don't know whether he was speaker of the house or majority uh leader for the republicans he ends up leaving a very, very wealthy man. How does that happen? You're lining your own pockets. It's through the bribery. It's through lobbying. People pay you. People give you things, give you properties. but just, it never ends. And, and then they all justify it and just say, oh, no, you can't buy my vote. You can't. No, you can't buy. No. No, you can't buy anything. You just give it. You know, and the other thing is, the other thing is, well, you think those people can think they can buy? Now I want you to think about something. This Angelo Sakopoulos, he's sharper than all these other people put together up here on this board of supervisors at Yuba County. Do you think for a minute that just out of the goodness of his heart, he just like was sitting in front of the TV and saw some Biafran babies dying, and he he says, my God, I got to do something to change the world and instead of giving the money to the Biafran starving kid, he gives it to wealthy Melanie Bindorf, who her and her husband already make about $400,000 a year. You think how that he just woke up and felt the generous spirit coming up, felt the love, wanted to share some love up here, and didn't think he was going to get anything in return for $5,000? Nothing. Just a total philanthropic, just didn't want his name recorded. Didn't want any recognition, just thought $5,000. Even though he has a big thousands of acres up here to develop, has no hooks of self-interest at all. If you believe that, you have brain damage from your mama. She did crack cocaine or something, or she drank all the way through. Do you have a protruding forehead? There's something wrong with you. Did your mom smoke and drink when, when you were a little guy? When you were in the womb, did she play rock music to you instead of, like, beautiful music? She played rock headbanger music when you were in the womb? That's what's wrong. It's like you got the stupid gene. You got the flathead gene. Okay, we're finished, I think, with the fourth, deal, fourth uh, section. And uh, public pension crisis is very, very good by the Prager Institute. Prager University, not Prager Institute. Okay, we'll be right back. I need to take another shot of tea.
5: From me, my love,
1: oh, and just as short, my, my baby, as now stars above, I want to say,
5: say, say, say will be
11: together. Nothing will change if you're retired or near retirement. Two. I do not believe we should raise payroll taxes to try to fix the system. Three, I do believe younger workers ought to be allowed to take some of their own money, some of their own payroll taxes, and on a voluntary basis set up a personal savings account. The crisis is now. After a lifetime of
0: hard work, you should be able to retire with dignity and a sense of security. And in today's economy, uh, that's gotten tougher. Most workers don't have a traditional pension. A Social Security check often isn't enough on its own. And while the stock market is doing well right now, that doesn't help folks who don't have retirement accounts. As a consequence, too few Americans at or near retirement have saved enough to have peace of mind.
6: I want to talk to you about three words that should scare the heck out of you, especially if you're young. Public pension liabilities. Okay, I know you probably have about a hundred things you're worried about, and public pension liabilities likely aren't one of them. But that's the reason this is so scary, because almost no one is paying attention. Unless you're okay with your city going full Detroit and giving more of your hard-earned money to pay off someone else's debts, stay with me. So what is a public pension liability? A pension is a guaranteed lifetime payment to someone after they retire. Pensions used to be a big deal in the private sector. Every major American company had them. But they became too expensive, and companies have taken steps to phase them out. However, pensions still live on in the public sector among employees of the government, and they're eating city and state's budgets alive. More and more money, that could go to tax cuts or better services is instead being shoveled aside to pay for these benefits. Why is this happening? Over decades, politicians have promised trillions of dollars in pensions to government workers. That includes police, firefighters, teachers, and city and state officials. You name a government job, and there's a pension associated with it. Now you may be wondering, how big are these payments? Many pensions are quite large. In California, More than 62,000 retired public employees are receiving pensions of over $100,000 per year. Sometimes, it's even crazier. A retired New York City sanitation worker is getting $285,000 per year. A retired county administrator in California receives over $400,000 per year. Remember, these are guaranteed lifetime yearly payouts. Now, we love our public employees. They do vital work. For our local communities and the wider society, they deserve competitive pay and retirement benefits. But currently, many cities are, in effect, paying for multiple public departments at the same time the department that's working now, and because people are living longer, a generation or two of retirees. The system amounts to a self perpetuating, corrupt merry go round. Public sector unions give large donations to candidates who are then responsible for negotiating how much of your money goes to public sector workers. These arrangements not only promise high salaries in the short term, but they also hide the payments that will be due down the road when it will be much too late. The results are predictable. State and local governments across the U.S. openly admit to $1.4 trillion of unfunded pension liabilities, or $11,000 per household. Unfunded means dollars that have been promised, but there's no actual money in the bank. And that's just the amount they admit to. The real number, according to the Federal Reserve, is much larger, around $4 trillion, or $32,000 per household. Pensions have already thrown California cities like San Bernardino and Vallejo into bankruptcy, and the entire state of Illinois is teetering on the edge. So how do politicians get away with this? they use a time-tested political strategy. They lie. They lie by saying they can pay for more and more generous pensions, not by collecting more taxes, but by making investments at a guaranteed 7.5% return. But this is nonsense. It's less and less likely they'll meet their 7.5% goal over time, and their investment behavior, pouring ever more funds into ever riskier investments, suggests they know it. But if they were to use a more realistic assessment, They'd need to raise taxes dramatically, and they love their jobs too much for that. We can, however, turn the odds in our favor with public pressure, discipline, and common sense. Here's what needs to happen. First, we need state and local governments to report unfunded liabilities honestly, the real numbers using the 2 to 3% yields that sound financial reporting would require. No more pie-in-the-sky stuff. The truth should shock voters into demanding action. Second, we must phase out the guaranteed pension programs as quickly as possible and introduce 401k plans. 401k plans, if designed properly, can provide excellent retirement benefits. These plans also have the advantage of being portable. If you leave the public sector and go work in the private sector, you get to take your money with you. In other words, you don't have to be locked in to a lifetime government job to receive retirement benefits. Win-win. Let's end the current structure of public sector pensions and move to a sustainable way of compensating our public workforce. Save your city, save your state, save your money. I'm Joshua Rao, Professor of Finance at Stanford and Senior Fellow at the Hoover Institution for Prager University.
2: All right, let me finish up with these uh, <clears throat> elections in Sutter County. So you got some of the same measures in Sutter County. You got Foyt as well. Uh, the The uh, Sutter County Republican committee, they are lost in space politically. They ought to just retire. Uh, they, they are, it's, they're hopeless. These, these Republican, these conservative committees here are so screwed up. They couldn't find their way around to grab their butt with GPS in both hands. <clears throat> Sutter County, uh, I would vote for uh, Nick McKelly in District One, Stacy Brookman in District Four, and Matt Conant in District Five. That's what I would do. I am sick. I th- these incumbents pretty much are just driving me nuts. though. they are just simply they they just we're just tax and spend. I, I'm just sick of taxes. I don't know about you. At some point, are you going to, at, at some point, uh, I don't know what point are you going to be over the edge and going to do something before it's too late? You're going to make it, is it going to be too late? And you just say, now I'm all ready to rock and roll and the party's over. You always want, you want to get up and dance and everybody's going home. That's when you're finally going to get your move on. Honestly, people, uh, it, it's it's, it's, it kills me you know it it's uh somebody I was talking to this guy the CHP officer and I just said you know I got little kids I'm I'm just it, this whole thing scares the hell out of me this whole this whole uh, government thing in in America right now and not Trump the swamp the swamp's got my attention big time it's got my attention and uh you know I I got I got some payback to do my dad spent four years of his life in world war ii and i and uh i, I am not going to let his uh what he risks there to come for naught, you know i my little little grandkids and i i just uh i just can't bear to just throw this sucker all down the sewer and we got we got some uh leaders in our community that are corrupt And other, you know, when they say to me they're going to put a tax on the ballot, like Major K, uh, because they want to see what I want to do about it. How about let's just, before we even put it on the ballot, I'll tell you before you even put it on the ballot, don't do it. And we don't need to put it on the ballot. Don't cost any money. I'll just tell you right now, don't do it. Then they put it illegal. So incompetent. We're talking about guys that claim they're the sharpest people around. And so incompetent that they cannot even put a ballot on the measure that's legal. It's illegal. And they have, they literally have a million dollar legal department for the county and they botched it. They botched it. And now they're costing uh, the county residents $10,000 a day taking taxes out of the private sector you know when when government takes taxes out of the private sector it kills the economy it it's like putting water on a fire if the if the if the fire if a hot fire is the economy government taking taxes from the people taking money from the people is like putting water on the fire it's it's dampening the economy because government just wastes the money did you see that the uh, elaine Oh, what's her last name? Elaine Howells or something like that. She's the, the state auditor or something. She talked about how much money is being wasted. It's just it's so disheartening. And honestly, people the the legislators do not care. The money that is disappearing. I just saw where there's a billion dollars that education can't even account for. They don't even know what happened to it down in L.A. Billion dollars. A billion. Not a million. A billion. Gone. We don't know. Then they want more money. Well, If we want to raise these school outcomes, school performance, we need more money in the classroom. Teachers need more money, more money, more money, more money. We got a billion dollars. We can't even we don't even know where it went. It just disappeared. Maybe it ended up in Obama's pocket. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I know. If I were you in Yuba County, I'd vote for Terry Spies. Uh I don't care what kind of bean you got jammed up your nose. Uh, you are asking for problems. We have we have, uh, you know, all this thing at the, the federal level. Oh Donald Trump quid pro quo he he like he like talk to the Ukrainian guy to investigate so-and so, so this would happen over here, and then we'll sit here right here, Democrats will sit right here and be all all up and got their endies in a bundle over trump over Ukraine, and then they'll watch sokopoulos give give a judge who has nothing he doesn't give a crap about the just judge judge race. In this county, he gave her $5,000 and her husband's running the county. You think the supervisor running the county, you're smoking a good batch of the funny stuff. That's what you're smoking. The supervisor not running this county. It's Robert Bindorf who's running this county, the county administrator. And he is happy as clams that his wife is going to get $5,000 from Mr. Sakopoulos. Anybody to think that's not gonna have an influence, it just you you know what, are you gonna all get all hot and bothered if they add a zero to that? You think that Mary Jane Griego and different people didn't get blessed by the in- Indians, the Indians? The Estome Yumica Maidu tribe? I think there wasn't some hands off there? They gave seven thousand dollars to Estome Yumica. Gave $7,000 to Gary Bradford. Why did they do that? They didn't give anything to Doug Lofton, I don't think. They didn't give anything to Mike Leahy. All running for office, incumbents. Mm, I wonder how that worked out. I remember saying, but when we got into this, I was against the casino because I was afraid of just what's happening. You know how many many businesses gave over the years of political figures running for office? I bet that less than one percent of all donations came from businesses that would give over five thousand dollars back in back in the day. And now we got the casino who has barely got the they barely got their steaks cooking out there and those slot machines slotting and they already given seven thousand dollars to Gary Bradford. That's quite a bit of money, don't you think? Most donations up here are like thousand dollars. You see Recallity, Recology, you know, they'll give a thousand dollars here, thousand dollars there. Sometimes they'll bump it to fifteen. Recology is a pretty big operation. It's a multinational operation. It's not just here. Multinational. Not just in the United States either. They're giving $1,000, $1, a thousand, fifteen hundred. Not five thousand. Not ten thousand. Ricky Scamio got ten thousand. They just split it up between two families. Think about that. So uh, vote against all the education bonds. Vote for Terry Spees for Judge. Terry Spees has more experience than, than uh, Bendorf. She's got more variety of experience. And she's a home girl. She lives in the community. She lives in Sutter County. But, you know, same cities basically. Spending your both sides of the city, both sides of the community buying stuff here. You live up in Placer County. My gut firefighters live up in Placer County. They're just down here to go to go to work. They, their kids aren't down here. They're not spending money down here. They don't have a house down here. They don't pay taxes down here. They just take the money and run. That's what's going on here. I'm just I, I'm not personally bitter, Adam. I'm just telling you that it it's just what it is. Well, I want to uh, give a shout-out for the plumbing doctor. The plumbing doctor himself, Ted Holmes, is in Cuba right now with a team. We're working on a church down there. It's the second time they've gone down there in 12 months. They went down there in the summer, got their butts kicked down there in that tropic. Now they're back in the winter when it's, like, nice. What you hear about Cuba from the liberals is a 100% lie. Bad news down there, folks. Bad news, really bad news. No money, no jobs. Difficult time getting enough food. Standing in line. Do you like to? You ever stand in line? I don't like to stand in line. They're not standing in the line at Walmart or Food Max. They're standing in the line, big lines, food lines, getting food handouts, folks. They talk about oh, they have universal some of these. Feeble-minded women legislators. We oh, they have they have this really good medical, just like all free and everything. Yeah, big shots. You know where they go when they have a medical problem? They don't even stick around Cuba. They fly over here to get fixed. Think about it, people. Do you ever think logically out there? You ever use the idea of logic? crazy just crazy i mentioned last week you know it was all day every day now we're talking about the corona virus that didn't come from corona beer or ebola beer in 2017 you know they're counting oh another one died over here oh another one died over there oh, another one died Oh, oh, two died over here so what People die every day. And did you know that? Listen, I I know this is going to be a shock. People die every single day in every single city in the whole darn world. Did you know that? I know it's shocking. And don't let a tear grow down your face. It's okay. It's a part of life. People live. People are coming into the world today. And people are going out of the world today. In 2017... Do you remember any like big news uh, news topics about this? Fifty-five thousand six hundred and seventy-two people or two percent of all deaths in two thousand seventeen were because because of influenza. For you and all of us, that means the flu. And P pneumonia. Oh, P pneumonia, that's a bad one. So uh so hold that thought. Fifty five, six seventy two. And here we got, oh, yeah, we got one more diet in the United States. we just say, oh, my God, come to get me some of those masks. What a waste of time. You know, a lot of those masks they're buying, that coronavirus will go right through the, right through the holes in the mask. It's, not, it's like a condom, right? It's like a condom. They say there's these lambskin condoms made out of lamb skin. But they will not protect you against sexually transmitted infections. Did you know that? Because the hole in the lambskin, although it will stop the sperm, it will not stop HIV or gonorrhea or chlamydia or syphilis. Did you know that? So if you want to protect yourself and you want to just bang anybody out there, then get the latex condoms, right? Because they they're, don't have the their pores of the latex condom are tiny enough to keep the the infections from passing on through so those all those masks people are running up people get all mad oh you americans you think you're so cool you don't wear a mask that's because they don't work because when you suck air through those masks most of those masks are just particle masks the the coronavirus will go right through the mask because it's tinier than the pores of the mask. And if they can't go through there, they'll go right around the side because the mask doesn't fit you tight enough to the face. You got a big old gap there on your cheek. It's just a big bunch of crap is what it is. Now, my friend, who's a missionary in uh, Cambodia, he wrote this. He, he he hasn't been on Facebook much, but he's been writing stuff on Facebook every once in a while. Let me see if I can find it here. Uh, let's see. Well, now I can't even find a doggone thing. Where is it? All right. It's so funny. I may have to do it. Huh. Well, I thought I had it, but I'll have to look it up at the break. And uh, I'll come back with it because it's worth looking at. Crazy doggone thing. I thought I had it all dialed in here. Huh crazy. Well, okay. Did you see did you see that Trump is going to defund planned parenthood? Have you ever wondered why all these other pro-life quote unquote pro-life presidents, the two Bushes, <clears throat> Jimmy Carter, President Reagan, none of them could pull off defunding planned parenthood? And you know what I saw is that every time that Trump's willing to sign a bill to defund Planned Parenthood, the Republicans can never get it through Congress in the Senate. Isn't that, isn't that sad? And these Republicans claim they're pro-life. Oh, yeah, well, well we had to vote against that because, uh, you know, I couldn't do that over here, this over there, this over there, and I had to do this. And I, well, it just didn't sound like right to me. It just – you know, well, I didn't like the f- fact that you could still kill a kid right at the end. Isn't it interesting? And K- Trump was just so unacceptable and just so harsh. Of, he, he, I don't think he would fit in well with our church. Yet he's he's going to turn out to be the more most Christian acting, maybe not the most Christian believing, but the most Christian acting and behaving president of all time. Oh, well... You know we you know we need if we could have prayer in the public school, it would change everything if we could just have prayer. They took prayer out of the public school. How many graphs have you seen of all the hell that happened in the United States since they took prayer out of the public school? It's so amazing that Trump comes in who they said they ran prostitutes and had him pissing on people and grabbing people in the crotch and doing all kinds of wild things. And then he says, I'm going to make prayer happen in the public schools and I'm going to eliminate transsexual bathrooms and I'm going to stop abortion and I'm going to take money away from Planned Parenthood that all you Republicans been sitting on the pot and not doing anything, right? Big old hot air nothing. The Mitt Romney's, you know, the Republican Party. You know, there's a, there's a, Jesus said something fascinating. He said, I would rather have you hot or cold, but he said, lukewarm just makes me sick to my stomach and I want to just spit and barf all over you. That's how I feel when I think of people like Ryan and Romney and McCain. They just, They just make you want to gag and vomit. Who else? Romney, Ryan, McCain, Cantor. Do you remember the drunk Boehner? I used to call him Boner because he looked like a big dick. Big Boner. Boehner. Big old drunk. used to go play golf with Obama. You remember that? Oh, just fun and games. Yeah, you, you threaten me. Like when we go back to the you. my next statement, Obama, I'm going to threaten you. And then you threaten me. And then I will threaten you back. And then we'll all go out and have drinks and have some prime rib. How about that, buddy? Fist bump. You old mulatto, you. Well, that's how that works. Man, I wanted to find that doggone. Anyway, my friend Ted, he just mocked the coronavirus. It's just a big, funky deal. And his point was the same point I'm making. It's just the flu. So what's the big deal? Just take it easy. So don't even worry about it. Don't worry about the flu. It's just the flu. That's all it is. People die of the flu all the time. Did you know that? People die right over here in Adventist Hospital They die of the flu. They die of pneumonia. They die of something. For instance, all the people's cancer. Eventually, they'll get the flu and they'll die of it. Right? I don't know what I did with that doggone deal. Well, I'm going to take a break here in a minute. Man, I'm down to the last. I got one more section. And I'm going to find that Corona thing if I. I cut and pasted that, and put it somewhere. And uh, I must have put it in the wrong file. But I think you'll get a kick out of it because all this hullabaloo about the coronavirus. Is it a lot of people getting sick over there in China? I think probably are because they're just on top of everybody. There's a lot of people living tight over there. But here, just like, hey, you know, people, people get the flu. Do you know we get the flu every year here? and pneumonia every year here. In fact, all the last three months since Thanksgiving, a lot of people have had it. But if you're a young person and you've you got some vitality and you are not you're not got COPD or you don't have some other diabetes or you don't have other issues, you should be good. Okay, we'll be right back. I'm going to look for this thing and see if I can find it, if I haven't lost it. Okay, be right back. I
5: pulled the Nazareth feeling about that fast bed I just need some place where I can leave my head and hey, mr can you tell me where a man might find a bed he just grinned and shook my hand no was all he said with the mainstream media I was
9: afraid to tell you about the news this week. This week, while the mainstream media was obsessing about President Trump's Kansas City, Kansas tweet, here are the things that happened that really matter. President Trump's re-election odds just jumped to 60% after his impeachment acquittal. And simultaneously, President Trump's Gallup approval rating jumped to 49%, the highest approval rating he has seen since the very beginning of his presidency in 2017. But did the mainstream media report those numbers to you? No, no. No. The mainstream media did not say a word. After President Trump's State of the Union address, CNN commentator and former Obama administration, Green Czar Van Jones, warned Democrats that President Trump is offering better policies for black voters than Democrats are. Jones said Democrats better wake up because President Trump is funding historically black colleges and universities. There are jobs. Wages are rising. President Trump is supporting school choice. And that, that is all good for black Americans. But did the mainstream media report this to you? Barely. Jones said it on CNN. But after that, no Democrat will admit President Trump's policies are good for black American voters. The sheriff of Orange County, California says California's sanctuary state law is to blame for an increase in repeat offenses among criminal illegal aliens. Sheriff Don Barnes reported that of the 1,500 criminal aliens released from custody last year, 238 reoffended already and were arrested in Orange County in the same year. And that number, by the way, doesn't even count the criminal aliens who reoffended in counties other than Orange County last year. The sheriff said California sanctuary state law is making it more dangerous for California citizens, and the data is proof. But did the mainstream media report this story? No, they did not. Mayor Mike Bloomberg aired a fake news ad during the Super Bowl about gun violence. Bloomberg claimed 2,900 kids have been killed by gun violence per year, but it turns out that is false. In fact, Bloomberg was including 18- and 19-year-olds in his statistic without telling people. And 18- and 19-year-olds account for almost half of that number. The truth is, less than 1,900 minors are killed every year with guns. Each and every death is tragic, And two-fifths of those deaths are suicides. But did the mainstream media fact-check Mayor Bloomberg's lies that he was trying to use to push his gun control agenda? No, no. The mainstream media did not say a word. Mayor Pete Buttigieg, now one of the top-tier candidates in the Democrat race, a front-runner in the Democratic primary, doubles down on calling Trump voters racist. Mayor Pete insinuated that the 63 million Americans who voted for President Trump in 2016 were at best looking the other way on racism. And when CNN's Jake Tapper called him out for this, Buttigieg doubled down. But aside from Tapper's gentle question, did the mainstream media, who claim that Buttigieg is a moderate, did they call out Buttigieg for this radical, hateful statement? Nope, they didn't say a word. The mainstream media does not care to report any of that to you, so we will.
0: The reason that borders exist is because they're a physical manifestation of shared, or even more importantly, now in 2020, unshared values. It's not that someone just decided to lay a line down. It's, for example, the United States border. We're saying, hold on a second. The reason we have a border, the reason we have country boundaries is because we value liberty. We value personal freedom. We value the individual over the group. We value the right to protect yourself. We value that women are created equal, that all people are created equal, that women are not subservient, that they can drive cars, that they don't have to hide their face. We value free enterprise, not giving everything to the government. We value that all human... We value that we don't have slavery, as opposed to many countries where there is indentured servitude. It is important for people to realize that borders are a physical manifestation of unshared values. And you know what's also important? That's also why the legal immigration thing is a big deal. The only reason... The only reason, the sole reason that we have an immigration system by which you can migrate here legally, by which you can move into this country legally, is to ensure that you share the same values. That's why there's a citizenship oath. When people act as though, these folks just want to come into this country, well, hold on a second. Look at the values in many of these South American countries. Do they share the American values? Do they believe in the power of the individual? Do they believe in freedom of speech? Do they believe that people should have the right to protect their home and property? What do they do in rooting out corruption in office? And I know some people right now are going to say, well, what? about Donald Trump. Okay, look at look at Venezuela, folks. Why would we want to bring in people who might bring in values from a whole South American country where they don't value any of the tenets of the, right. uh, of of uh, the principles of this country? Borders exist as a physical manifestation of values that we share, and values that we don't share. And the reason we have a system so that we can check and make sure people are coming through is to ensure that only the people who share our values and want to take part in the American experiment and, by the way, uh, also learn the language, become a part of the American culture and appreciate American culture are coming to this country. How we've lost sight of that now where everyone is entitled to go, to move into any country that they want to because we are all citizens of the world is asinine. It's stupid. It's the kind of rhetoric that leads to obviously silly, meaningless decisions like switching foreign film to international. But you know what? I'm a big fan of borders. I'm a big fan of borders and I'm a big fan of, of knowing who's coming into the country legally because I don't have a problem with putting on team jerseys When you have citizens of the world who believe that women need four witnesses for a rape, who believe that you don't have the right to speak out against a government. You know what? I'm glad that we have a dividing line, and I'd like there to be a wall. How about that?
11: It's working against me.
5: Gravity wants to bring me down.
2: I think I got off track. I was talking about Ted Holmes last segment and uh, my friend was a plumbing doctor. He's down there in Cuba. I got off talking about the state of Cuba. They're down there building a church, but Ted normally is up here trying to make a living. And uh, he is, uh, runs a plumbing doctor. It's a very good plumbing business, very reputable and do a great job. I always use them here. In fact, I'm, getting ready for them to have them come in and check my faucet because it leaks some and makes a weird noise. I think I got a demon in that faucet. Anyhow, uh, Plumbing Doctor is a good operation. You can reach them in yuba Counties at 530-671-9111. And uh, they'll do you right. You call them 24 hours a day, somebody will answer. Somebody get over there, give you a bid. They're not just going to go in there and say, trust me on this. Nope. They'll, they're going to get a bid from you. They'll give you a bid, and then you can decide, do it or don't do it. And uh, they will do it and get the job done and be done with it. You'll pay just what you got, you agreed to. Nothing more, nothing left. So, anyway, I was still looking for this darn coronavirus thing. I think I lost it somewhere. I cut, I was trying to paste it. I just cut it out, and then I didn't paste it. I boo-booed. So uh, that's just the way that goes. I'll have to look it up, see if I can find it. He wrote a humorous thing <clears throat> on the coronavirus on how little impact it's having throughout the world, and it's just its just a flu virus. There isn't any getting around it. Every year we're going to have flu. Do you ever, ever wondered about all these people getting flu shots? They say, get your flu shots, get your flu shot. Every year, get your flu shot. And uh, why do they do that? Because the flu's coming. Certain times of the year it spreads better. It spreads by people coughing and spitting in small, small, little particles on each other, and then you get it, and it incubates in your system for maybe up to fourteen days, and then it then it starts to make you feel funky, body aches. Somebody, one of my friends, that texts me every morning gives me a shout out every morning. She said, "Pray for me. I'm feeling bad." I said, bummer, I hate that. I hate that feeling bad. I don't want to feel bad. I don't want to lay in bed and feel ache and just lay there, lay there, lay there. I said, oh, I'm dying in here. Well, folks, it's just bad news all the way around in California. The only way out is to get everybody you know registered to vote and vote conservative people in. Now, I'm telling you, am I happy with the Republican Party in California These people are the biggest bunch of losers I've ever met in my life. Total losers, confused, two-bit hot air, beating their gums to death, do nothing. Just people, incompetent, lousy leaders. Oh, oh, I wouldn't buy a hamburger from them. So disgusting. They would stab you in the back. My friend Dan Logue, who ran for to against garamendi number of years ago the republicans would not help him i just thought, you dirty dogs you will never i tell him i tell him to go to hell on the phone i i not only do i not give any money to him i tell him take me off your list and do not ever call here again i don't want to know you i don't want to i don't want to have coffee with you i don't want to i don't want to do anything with you people you're crazy you're crazy People think you've got like three hundred years to live on this earth i I told somebody the other day in fact, I told him yesterday she wanted me to do this another another campaign poorly run campaign I said not only i said i, I said i i'm not twenty and I do not want to the few years i have left i'm going to i'm gonna get some wood on the ball everything i do i'm gonna, it's going to be successful right i i I saw an interesting thing. I stumbled across this. It must be on YouTube. It's a David Letterman show from 1987. And uh, David Letterman was his usual idiotic self, but he was interviewing Donald Trump. It was so fascinating. If, If you can find it, David Letterman, 1987, interviewing Donald Trump. And Donald Trump was fascinating. And all Letterman could keep badgering him about was how much money are you worth? How much money are you worth? And I thought I wanted to reach through the screen and just jack slap him because I thought you have this guy here. Why don't you ask him some interesting questions? And all of a sudden, at one point, he talks about Trump and Ed Koch, who's the mayor at that time. You remember the woman ice rink fiasco? It comes up in this interview and he brings up how Coach Koch does not know how to run the city. And so Letterman says, like everybody says, well, you know, it's so big. Some people say that the city is just unmanage- unmanageable. You know who says that? Idiots say that. Everything is manageable if you have the brains to manage it. Some people can't manage. They, Do you know some people can't manage to balance their checkbook? That does not mean it's unmanageable. That means they're too stupid to figure it out. So the guy, this is amazing to me. People post on Facebook the fact that they ran out of gas. God help us that God, God created that guy to have an impact on the earth. And he cannot put enough gas in his car to make it to the destination. He can't figure that out. And he posts it of all places on Facebook. Like I care. Like I really care. But anyway, Letterman is so <laughs> – he's got like a, a fetish about Trump's money. Anyway, they finally get to talking about the management of the city of New York. And Trump just says uh, – Letterman said, do you want to be mayor? He said, no, I don't want to be mayor. I want somebody else to be mayor, but he says, this is all solvable. He said, we went in and, and re- rehabbed the woman ice skating rink in four months. It took them 12 years or seven years and $12 million or something like that. In other words, a huge amount of years and a huge amount of money of the taxpayers' money, and they, it still was broke, and they fixed the whole thing and didn't charge the city anything. And they did it in four months. He said, we could do that all over this city but he said, you got to have smart people. And then he began to talk about the exact things that they're talking about today. It's so fascinating. 1987 to 1997 to 2007 to 2017. Right? How many years is from 1987? He's talking about 1987. The fact that countries like Japan, Korea, South Korea, Europe, China are ripping this country off. We're defending all of them for free. We're letting China come in here and with no tariffs. And yet they put tariffs, high tariffs on our products. And he just said, you know, somebody, you know, and they asked him, are you going to run for president? He said, no, I don't think so. I just think somebody should. And this, this needs to be fixed. It's a total ripoff. It's so interesting. In 1987, he was saying the exact same sentences that he's saying today, except for the fact that he's doing it. You know why no no one did anything? Because no one gave a crap about the average American. The deep state government workers do not care at all about every person that's working out there uh, in the private sector. They don't care about them. They just want to take their money and feather their own bed the supervisors don't care the county council don't care the county administrator the city the city council all they talk about it they talk about it but they don't really care if 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 they would pay attention to facebook they could go fix something rats running all around walgreens guys crapping at walgreens well that's their problem well well, yeah when they leave whose problem is going to be well, as long as they pay the tax on the empty building, well, how many empty buildings you want to have in town to, pay, to collect the tax on? You know, people, this, <laughs> that's why they hate Trump so much, because they just, he just calls it as you see it. You're, you're a damn idiot. You're incompetent. You're an idiot. You're incompetent. And you're fired. Yet, it, it, You know, it's just like. How many how many presidents and how many years were we going to go through and let our veterans die waiting to get medical care before we just go in and fire people well we can't well we can't fire them you know they're all union employees and and you know well you know th- we are actually hiring perverts perverts molesters child molesters to work well we could hire child molesters there because they're not going to molest these old men Guys guys were doing nothing but watching pornography on, on their uh, – that's all they did all day is screw off and watch po- pornography over at the veterans' uh, hospitals. We can't fire them. They took the, – remember they took all those big – remember we heard under Obama they took all those massive bonuses and they purposely left people to die because they don't want to treat them? Remember that? You don't remember that? Thank God for Donald Trump. He's a miracle worker. And the people, the people hate him so, they're the enemy, folks. That's the enemy. That's a deep state. And they are not patriots. They, you think, oh, well, I know they love America. They just see it a little differently. No, 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 no. America is the Constitution. The America is the founding fathers. America is the establishment of the colonies and the vision, and the spirituality and all that. And all the people say, "Oh well, you know, we just need to accept everybody." No, we don't need to accept everybody. We don't need to accept Muslims. We don't need to accept them. We don't need to accept Sharia law. We don't need to accept vaginal mutilation. We don't need to accept uh, treating women like dogs. We don't need to accept uh, burkas, covering up everything, hiding people's identity. We don't accept that. I, I'm not against it. If they want to do that some other country, hey, hallelujah. It's a big world out there. There's plenty of acreage. There's plenty of acreage. The entire world can fit into Texas, the entire population of the world. Be tight, but it. But we fit into Texas. Well, nobody would want to live that way. My point is that the world, when you just get on a plane or a train, you will go for hundreds and hundreds and thousands of miles and not run into a person. We are not overpopulated, and we're not running out of food. In fact, we probably th- throw, so you know, one day, it's so amazing, I hear these commercials on, on radio, two out of five children are starving in America. I thought you are so full of crap. Two out of, I want you to just drive around Marysville, Yuba city, just do an anecdotal deal and see how many ribs you notice. When I worked for church of glad tidings, I never saw a skinny person asking for food. That would get my attention. They're always obese. What's up with that? Two out of, did you know they, kids don't have any, you know, the new euphemism we, we, they, we lack food security. I said, just give me a damn cookie. We lack food security. What is food security? You mean they're starving? Well, they're not really starving, but they just, you're not really sure where the next food, what kid is actually thinking about the next meal? I, I just like mom just made food. We didn't know where it came from, who bought it. It just like came out of the, came out of the cupboard. It just like, it grew out of the cupboard, like a, like a weed, food security, did you know that two out of five American children well what are we what are we doing in Ethiopia? what are we doing in like these Vietnamese villages trying to feed kids when our own kids are starving? My God, our kids got so much food. Will you fly in here from other countries? It looks like everybody's over inflated, they're obese. holy mackerel, they're so fat it's just like God. Like, sell them by the pound. You know what changed this whole country is if we started taxing them by the pound. If you're, if, you're, if you're overweight, whatever the website says you should be for your height and your age and all that, if you're overweight, we should charge you by the pound you're overweight. Somebody once said that if you have a problem like cleaning out, say you need to clean out the garage and you have lack motivation— if somebody said they were going to kill you in two weeks, if you didn't clean out the garage, there's some motivation there. If you knew you're going to get taxed on all that fat you're packing around, it might change, change the way you're thinking about things. You know, the, the, uh, Kevin Kiley, he's a conservative assemblyman. He wants to stop PGE from giving money to any, uh, to any politician, <coughs> right? Because they're broke. They're supposed to be broke. Did you know that the pg e fought marriage? They spent $250,000 of our, our payments to them. They spent it to try to stop marriage being between a man and a woman, pg and They went totally homo. And then they they give hundreds of thousands of dollars to politicians. Did you know that? Now somebody said they gave it to Kerry, Kevin Kylie, but he didn't say that. But he's trying to get a bill that stops PG and E from giving out money, ratepayers' money, to politicians. I'm. A, I think. I think. I think. Uh, this is a problem. Like, why, why is why is the uh, government trying to run PG and E? Because they can. PGE is in its in the position it's in because of mismanagement on their part and the government mismanagement on their part. They are managing that you know they say it's interesting to hear Newsom. He says PG&E has ceased to exist. Really? Says who? Says the government, right? That's called a government takeover. That's a Hugo Chavez takeover of the utilities right of the oil industry he said they are bankrupt how did they get bankrupt the government bankrupted them the government did forcing them to buy high price green energy energy and then then because of the huge high price green energy PGE kept asking for higher raises more raises to charge you and me and they finally put a kibosh on it and and they can't keep paying the high rates for bird blender fuel and solar power they can't do that they you know normally in business we try to get the cheap best products we can the cheapest right so if you're in the paint business you try to get a really good quality paint covers really easy got a lot of pigment in it and you try to get it the best price possible right for what reason so at the end of the day you've actually made a profit and you can stay in business But in the utility business, they have forced PG&E to pay the top price for crappy energy. You can't count on it because when you you say, oh, I'm going to pay for it, then the the wind doesn't blow and you get no energy. You counted on it because you got to supply it to those houses and those businesses. But then the wind doesn't blow and then the sun doesn't shine. So that screws up your solar with fossil fuel, with water fuel. With, I mean, with fossil power and water power, the power just comes, right? Because the water keeps coming, and the oil keeps burning. And, the, uh, ge- you know, if you have the uh, geothermal, the geothermal things, uh, the hot water out of the ground produces energy, right? Clean energy, nuclear is good energy, but they stopped all those. It's a state designed disaster just like the state designed a disaster with the d m and v and margaret what's her name howells the auditor says that this new computer system there there's been a freedom of information act request made of the uh different expenditures that they want to look at the expenditures of the state of california and and the they say that we don't have we don't have a checkbook like you do. There's no way to track anything. They've been working on a integrated con- computer system like a QuickBooks for government. They're a billion dollars over again. They it still isn't online. It's just total incompetence. It's like it's like when Trump said. They spent a half a billion dollars on Obama website. They probably could have done it for fifty thousand dollars. But just total incompetence. People that their specialty was putting their wang wang in somebody's rear end and smoking crack. You don't turn the whole country over to him in, unless he's a mulatto and you just want to have a token Negro in, in the uh, in the presidency. Well, we're about to shut her down here. We did six segments. I hope it's okay for you today. If it isn't, there's thousands of podcasts out there and good people on the radio. I find them fascinating. I listen to people every once in a while. I thought, that person is a really good speaker right there. That guy knows what he's doing. I'm not sure I do, so I'm going to shut her down here. And uh God willing, we'll be back next week. But in the meantime, if I run into somebody I don't know, them, I'll try to be kind to him, because they might be an angel and I didn't even know it. So I'll catch you next week. We would
6: especially like to welcome all the representatives of Illinois' law enforcement community who have chosen to join us here in the Palace Hotel Ballroom at this time. We certainly hope you all enjoy the show. And remember, people, that no matter who you are and what you do to live, thrive, and survive, there's still